0: Drop the Subject
1: uh, This is Drop the Subject I'm Allie Johnson And comedian Justin Martindale Is joining me again We're back We're back And uh, thank you for tuning in If you're just joining us This is Drop the Subject We're a, an ever-changing show Here on the new <laughs> channel Q uh, They play musical gaze with me It's very exciting
2: Yes And uh, we And I we- love music <laughs> But I don't know.
1: I love music. That's such a Tinder profile. (laughs) And we'll be back after the break. (laughs) Uh, We have a lot to look forward to on today's show. Anyone who is a huge Dog the Bounty Hunter fan, which I imagine there's a ton of crossover between the people who listen to this station and the people who are Dog the Bounty Hunter fans, Mm -hmm. Uh, Beth Chapman has, they've just announced this morning that she passed away at the the youthful age of 51 and I never watched that show no one ever told me to watch that show because it was not one of those shows where they're like you will just love this yeah uh, are are there any did you ever watch an episode of that
2: I did not. I remember there was like a phase with like the the mullet. Like we all remember when America went through like that bounty hunter phase where everyone's like, go get him. And then there was that woman who like jumped out of a window and
1: I feel like I'm still in that phase. Yeah, Mullets and jumping mullets, out of windows. Mullets
2: and all that kind of stuff. I did love her nails, though. She had really good nails because she had like those like dragon claws before they were like a real thing.
1: Yeah. I feel like we're getting like, like I heard that she was in a coma yeah, and that she, she was, was on life in, support. Yeah. and She I had was like,
2: lo- uh, throat cancer.
1: Okay. Okay. So yeah, they put her in a medically induced coma, which I you hear about, you know, now that they're trying to play it safe. We'll put you in an induced coma. And it got me thinking about the fact that maybe our population is not that far away from doing purposely medically induced comas mm-hmm. just to relax. Mm-hmm. Like, we're getting so stressed out as a nation. Everyone's overworking. Everyone feels shame when they take a vacation day or when, they, when they're when they not working around the clock. And we can't manage our stress anymore. And then you read all of these articles about how to decrease your stress and, yeah. how, you know, take a nature walk every so day. Go float in a tub. Yeah, drink a lot. Yeah, drink, float in a tub. Go in a cryo chamber. Mm-hmm. Go do all these things. I feel like going into a medically induced coma.
2: Oh, I'm here for it. I'm <laughs> So here for. <laughs> just, I would love to go to your party on Saturday, but I have a medically induced coma that day, so I'm going to be a little late.
1: Oh, okay, rest up. Yeah, right. I'm just gonna, but I I might like do the the discount package oh, where okay. I'm doing it for like two and a half days, uh-huh. Uh-huh. you know. But they still like feed me champagne and strawberries oh, through a tube. Oh my god, <laughs> that's fit,
2: like a blended t- like a gypsy rose feeding tube. I'm here for it. I love it. <laughs>
1: I think that that is legitimately maybe five years away, if not.
2: I'm going to go with two. I'm I'm going to like start that GoFundMe right now after this. <laughs>
1: Purposely medically yes. indu- medically induced coma retreats. Uh. It's going to happen. I mean, we already. I feel like we're going back in time. You know, like the way how we ate in caveman days is how people are eating now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like I just think that we're going back in history. So then, it but then it also makes sense that we would go forward, forward into the weird and, the, and absurd. Exactly. at the same time that's
2: how I feel about like Black Mirror like I'm always like I'll watch an episode of Black Mirror and I'm like okay this is like two months from now you know what I mean right (laughs)
1: exactly because
2: that's where we're going nothing surprises or shocks me anymore
1: right I mean that you think that some of the stuff that you watch it's like here's the world in 3040 and you're like or like in 2021 yeah
2: exactly speaking
1: of Black Mirror that came up on my Twitter feed because (gasps) I was
2: I'm uh, here for it talk all about it oh
1: I've never seen it get
2: (laughs) Who are you?
1: <laughs> I never really got uh, into the show. Oh I watched a couple episodes. My wife is into it.
2: Uh, I could talk about any episode you want.
1: Well, the only one that I've seen is the one where the guy got uh, scammed on the computer because mm-hmm. he was pleasuring himself mm-hmm. in front of the computer. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is terrifying. It's it was terrifying. like a that modern is, day Are You Afraid of the Dark? Is, where I was no. like, no.
2: That is one of the scariest ones. Because you're just <laughs> like, oh, wow, this is really awful what they're doing. And then at the end, you're like, Oh, oh my, the twist.
1: <laughs> but then there was another one where it was like all future and they were in a, a weird pod and mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know if I can get on board with this. We're just one that episode. That was like
2: 20,000 steps, I believe, or 20,000 merits, something Leads like that. Leads under the sea? No, no, something like that.
1: Well, it, the reason that it came up on my feed is because I posed a question on Twitter last night about what TV show you hate that oh. everybody else loves and somebody said Black Mirror because that's a show that everybody, I, I think a lot of people love that show. Love it. And, and, and if
2: you don't, like, you're we can't be person. friends. We cannot be friends. I'm sorry.
1: Friends was another one that came up on the list. Okay. I can see that one. <laughs> really? <laughs> I, I mean, there are a lot I of I was never that are really readable. a big
2: friends person.
1: Uh, well, I loved Friends, but only because my older sister loved Friends and I loved everything that she loved. Yeah. But uh, I have one that my wife watches almost every single night. And when I get home from work, she's usually watching it. And I hate it. And it, I think it's a universally loved show. So we'll talk about what shows you hate that everyone else loves or has told you to love. And
2: think about what Allie's uh, show is. That's what I want to know. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Or if it's this show, maybe don't say anything. We'll be right back. You're listening to Drop the Subject on the new channel Q on your radio and radio.com. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back.
0: Drop the Subject.
1: Yeah, you're definitely in a good mood now after listening to some Lizzo. It always improves a, a hump day, a Wednesday. Oh, God, I hate myself for saying that.
2: What, a hump day? Hump day, yeah. Oh. <laughs>
1: Oh, I brought everyone down tonight. We've
2: gotta to get over this lull. <laughs> I hate that word, lull.
1: I, I hate And
2: cream. Random Ew.
1: day of the week small talk. Yeah. Where they're like, hey. oh, Monday. Hmm. Yeah. And then it's like Tuesday. Hmm. And then it's like hump day. <laughs> and then it's like Friday. Oh, thank God.
2: Right, it's Thursday. And they're like, oh, it's almost Friday. And you're like, yeah. I know how the calendar works, right. Steve. We
1: do this every week, Linda. Oh,
2: God. <laughs> it's always a Steve and a Linda. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Poor Linda has nothing to look and forward to. And if you're to. lucky, a Beth. Just a random Beth yeah, in there. She sometimes. loves
2: Secret Santas. Yeah,
1: she brings random Rice Krispie treats that she made from home <laughs> that look really questionable.
2: Shows up to work with wet hair. <laughs>
1: mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, rain! It's not raining, Beth. Okay, we've been talking about that TV show that you hate that everybody else loves. I when I got home from work yesterday. I walked in. To, it's usually my wife's nap time at that time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she she has a, a good job, but it seems like she doesn't ever have to go to it. It's, a, it's amazing how that works. But I got home and she was sleeping, and the show that was playing is oh a show that is always playing at this time.
2: Can we guess what it is? Yeah, sure. Can you give us like? Can we give us like a hint? So is it an old show, nineties show?
1: It's, uh, I think it was two thousands. Okay. Uh, it was on for, I want to say five seasons, maybe a little less, and then it abruptly got canceled. And abruptly then they brought it canceled. back for like eight episodes. Oh, Will and Grace? No, uh, Murphy Brown. No,
2: no two thousands. <laughs> she so was up.
1: watching Murphy. Brown.
2: Yes, <laughs> but uh, f- they brought it uh, back. They canceled it and then brought it back for eight episodes.
1: Yes, and then they, uh, and then one of the people who's in it is also in Handmaid's. Oh. 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 oh, Wait. Oh. Is it there? Is it? Everyone talks really fast. Everyone talks real fast. Too fast. Oh. Gilmore Girls? Yes. Yes. The Gilmore Girls. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I got it. So that is the show. God that she loves everybody that all of our friends love it they talk about oh man it was coming back and oh how great it is and then there was like some weird stupid pop-up coffee Mm -hmm. shop that was having a Gilmore Girls theme and then they all lined up to get that stupid Luke's coffee and everybody in this I mean it's just it's not realistic Mm -hmm. it bothers me that they talk so damn fast Mm -hmm. it's like nobody talks like that
2: well, you you kind of are right now.
1: Okay, but I'm, it's because I'm mad. I <laughs> <laughs> have scenes where like, yeah. they're like, oh, "Gramps is gone." Do you know Gramps is gone? Well, Gramps is not supposed to be here until Friday. Well, since' Thursday. Where, where is he? I don't yeah. know where he's. In I'm just like, Oof. what the hell? This is exhausting. Yeah,
2: it's like taking ambient Ambien already. For <laughs> God's on. sake!
1: I know it's the same writer as Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which I love. Yeah, but that at least the fast talking kind of makes sense because of the time period. Like everybody talk like this. And where are you going? Or are you going to the stand up show? You can't do stand up like that's that fits. <laughs> to me but when we're just and that like, was the
2: whole first season wrapped into one bit right there
1: <laughs> I just wrote it you can't do stand up yes I can watch
2: and <laughs> to fade see, to black that's
1: it coming on season two I'm still doing stand up <laughs> uh, but when it's just like modern day people in like hoodies and capris I'm yeah. like
2: mm. in like a boat town didn't they live in like some weird didn't they live on like the jaw set or something so- <laughs> <laughs> it's like some so. <laughs> some old, like, Massachusetts, like, Cape town. It
1: is that place where they go, like, the, when you, they take you to the set, they're like, and Jaws was also filmed here, yeah. and also Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. <laughs> and
2: and Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> oh, look, there's Laura Lee She's, <laughs> wasn't her <laughs> name Laura Lee or yeah. something? Yeah. It's
1: Lorelai. Lorelai. But yeah, it is Lorelei, a town Lorelei, where Lorelei, tomato, no one, tomato. everyone would be moving even more slowly. They mm-hmm. wouldn't be talking faster. But that's, so that's my show mm-hmm. that I hate, that everyone else loves. So I, I posed the question on Twitter last night, and there were a slow of responses some of them were great great answers because there are other shows that i don't like that everyone else does for example big bang theory nope did you ever get into it absolutely not i didn't either Good and god no i was told it was shoved down my throat nope. for so many seasons just gotta give it a chance no, you just we gotta don't. wash like a season and a half no we don't no, no i don't why are the colors so bright
2: <sighs> yeah and what is this clean school <laughs> like don't aren't they in school or something and like everything's so. just polished and like even their dorms are like spotless it's just like
1: what? That's true. And I
2: I've, I've seen nerd dorms and they're gross.
1: They are and they're smelly and mm-hmm. these look very clean. Uh okay a modern family that came mm. on the list. Okay,
2: I can see that. I've, I like. I've, I've seen, seen a couple.
1: I've seen a few, but not to the point where I'm like, I need to watch this yeah, religiously. Right. Uh, Friends, like I said, came yeah. through on the list. Yeah. Scandal. This came through from my my sister. My sister tweeted and said, "Scandal," and then somebody was like, "You're ridiculous," and she was like, "It's trash. Stop." Which one's Scandal? Scandal's the one. Uh, it's the Shondaland show. Oh, right, right, was, right, right, uh,
2: right, right, yeah, right,
1: right, right, right. With Carrie uh, Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never watched another one that Katie watches all the time. Rick and Morty. That's another oh, one Rick I'm,
2: and Morty's great. Uh,
1: it is great. I've been told to watch it many, it's many really, times, really fun. and I haven't. I haven't really uh, delved into that. But I was also told over and over again to watch Bob's Burgers, and then eventually oh. I listened, and that show's awesome. I haven't seen that one. yet. Uh, another one I get told to watch all the time is Archer. That was another one mm-hmm. that made the list. The Simpsons was on the list. Who hates The Simpsons? Communists. Okay, so I have some Kanye's followers I didn't know about. Unbelievable! Uh, The Office, Peaky Blinders, Riverdale, and Attack on the Titan. Who the hell? (laughs) What is that?
2: Attack of the Titans? What is that? Isn't it like a cartoon DC thing, or is that Teen Titans? I
1: don't know. I thought the whole point was that everyone else loves it. You have to have heard of it. I watch Attack
2: of the Titans. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
1: walking Dead, Meh. The Bachelor. Ugh. Anyway, the walking list dead, goes on. Walking Dead, get out of here. Walking Dead, yes, please. I don't fear The Walking Dead. No,
2: I don't fear them. Uh, it's like, just, just go somewhere. Get on a roof yeah. and just wait it out. Or us how
1: this happened in the first place. That'd be helpful. Mm-hmm. Okay. Moving on. Uh, of course, the, the debate continues on Twitter. You can always uh, uh, give us your show that you think
2: Yeah, is, give us your shows. Trash.
1: Yeah, give us your show. And we have more... Of course, TV talk to talk about you've been watching Euphoria, uh, so we have to break that down. But oh, yeah. much more to come. What is a gay icon? What do you consider to be a gay icon? There are There's a list of quote unquote gay icons here, and it's amazing actually what the LGBTQ community had to say and what the percentages are. So we'll get into all that. Stick around. You're listening to Drop the Subject on
0: your radio and radio.com. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject.
1: Drop the subject on the new Channel Q with Allie Johnson and Justin Martindale. Well,
0: good morning. Well, good morning.
2: I was just trying to think of like other shows that I like love, 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 and one that came to my mind was Schitt's Creek for sure.
1: Oh yeah, that's a ba- that's a. Uh, what is your? I have it on in the background all the time. Show because that's mine. Um, that one and Golden Girls are my two shows that the, I'll... On the background? Like if I'm cleaning the house oh, or... Oh, porn, yeah. Oh. Yeah,
2: definitely. <laughs> like, yeah, aggressive porn, yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. Just Not a... even softcore, Not just directly just, to that hardcore tab. Just right tab. to
2: it, yeah. Something, <laughs> something meaty and gir- girdy. Girdy? Yeah. gertie. Gerty? What's gerty? I think that's a meat. Yeah, I don't know what that,
1: <laughs> gertie. <laughs> gertie.
2: And that the girl? And that's the name of the little girl in E.T. That's weird.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. <Gertie>. You know. <laughs> oh, God. Gerty porn? No. No. Oh. I guess that would be a good thing to have on in the background. Mm. Makes you want to get deep in those crevices when okay. you're cleaning. Okay,
2: calm down, ma'am. It's hump day. <laughs> no, actually no, I listen I listen to more. I have like Spotify on at all times.
1: Oh, okay. You're yes, so you like a music so you like music guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like to have shows, TV shows like uh, yeah, Shits Creek, mm-hmm. uh, Golden Girls is so comforting to me and oddly Forensic Files. Very comforting to me. It says so much. Yep, doesn't it? I'm all over the map. Well, Let's move on to gay icons. Gay icons. What that, that, make... <laughs> that's my segment. <laughs> is that the intro that you're doing? <laughs> gay icons. Fierce. <laughs> gay, sometimes. Well, that's one of the criteria. Is mm-hmm. like, do you have to be gay in order to be a gay icon? No. There's a li- So you don't think so? Because mm. I kind of think you do.
2: I think you have to at least be an ally, and you at least have to made it par- make it part of your platform and your career to support and educate and... Help a community of people.
1: Okay, so Through then, your
2: talents and whatever.
1: By that rationale, mm-hmm. somebody like Dolly Parton. Gay icon. But she but she's said anti LGB stuff. LG LGB <laughs>
2: You know what? But I she's
1: think, anti-LBJ. <laughs> but she's also
2: like 800 years old. And I feel like back in the days of like, you know, the the, the Grand Ole Opry and like how that was and how it was, had that stigma. She's You're allowed to evolve. That's what I think is, everyone's like, oh, no, no, she hates everyone. No, she embraces her gay community okay. like a lot. Okay, okay, She opened a theme park. I mean, she did,
1: come on. The, what's gayer than that? I mean... I really want to go to that theme park. Same.
2: Part. Uh, okay. Pigeon Forge, we're coming for you.
1: You're <laughs> the only reason to go there. <laughs> so, the, the, uh, a survey was taken about public figures, and this was, poll. you know, the LGBTQ commu- community was the one doing this poll, was the community that was involved in this poll, and there was a bunch of listed, quote-unquote, gay icons, and I'm interested to see what we think versus what the reality is on, on the poll. For mm-hmm. example... Uh, I mentioned Ellen DeGeneres. She mm-hmm. was, uh, obviously, she always makes the list when you're talking about gay icons. Mm-hmm. But how, what percentage of the LGBT community actually declared her a gay icon?
2: I'm going to say 40%.
1: <laughs> really? Yeah. That's so low. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I would say, like, even people who hate her, I yeah. would think that it would be, like, 99 to 100%, you I'd know?
2: i say, ah, okay, okay. Like, okay. Even I'll if say, she's, like, a sellout now, I'll say you'd be, like... 60%.
1: Okay, you're not too far off. Seventy-eight okay. percent
2: okay. of LGBTQ
1: okay. people declared her a gay icon. Yeah. She was followed by RuPaul. Of course. What percentage do you think of people? Oh, I'm gonna he go. I'm gonna
2: go like, I'll probably go ninety-three percent.
1: See, that's what I thought, but what? it's only sixty-five.
2: This this show is over. <laughs> this show is over.
1: This show needs Sev- to away. What was it? Seventy-three. Uh, no. Helen DeGeneres was seventy-eight. RuPaul was sixty-five.
2: Yeah, that's that's wrong. Which is not no. not
1: high enough no, at no, all. No,
2: no, 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 no. no,
1: Then no. I mean, even if you don't like, Ru- like I never really watched RuPaul's Drag Race. I watched maybe a season or two. Oh,
2: RuPaul's Drag Race is my fantasy football. It's my March Madness. Oh, I can really? name every season. I know every miscongeniality. Like it is. In my blood. In, okay. in like the words of Shawn Mendes. It's in my blood! Yep. RuPaul's Drag is in my blood. I
1: just picture you singing that in front of the show.
2: With Shawn Mendes? With Shawn Mendes. Oh,
1: it's beautiful and dancing together. Um, so... Even if you don't watch that show, though, I would like, I still consider right. RuPaul to be a gay icon. RuPaul, I don't feel like that's a question. RuPaul
2: came from like, RuPaul introduced us to Lady Bunny, who created Stock, which now is a documentary on HBO called Wig. Go check it out. Neil Patrick Harris and his husband oh, did it. I think that's on my Um... Uh, I mean the ballroom scene. I mean, if you look at Paris is Burning, like RuPaul introduced us to catchphrase catchphrases and reading and shade, which is, was so underground in the '80s. Right. Which, if you're watching Pose, that's where it all came from. And if you haven't watched Paris is Burning, get on Netflix now and watch it because what are you doing with your life if you have not? <laughs> um, but also, like RuPaul's created the careers of like hundreds of these drag queens from like 11 seasons. Right. We've done All Stars. We've done Drag Con LA. We've done Drag Con New York. I mean, we're getting a Drag Race UK. I mean there's so much hmm. so much to so, g- involve the community. Yeah.
1: Right, exactly. So all those things that you just said would make RuPaul an icon regardless mm-hmm. of whether or not you're a fan of like his work or whatever or any of the stuff that he's that like RuPaul is second on the list at only 65%. I think that's ridiculous. I
2: think that's ridiculous too because you look at RuPaul when when she came up with um in the '90s, when supermodel came out and she got on the on the Arsenio Hall show, which Arsenio was like, "Whoa, it's a woman in a dress," and then RuPaul was like, "You did it in Coming to America, remember?"
1: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like in the
2: '90s, and being black and gay and a drag queen on television, and I remember like watching RuPaul like at the MTV Beach House mm-hmm. with like all these kids like dancing. Remember the grind? Uh do you remember that show? Or no. is there, oh my god, it's where like people just got on a box and danced. That's all it was. That's all <laughs> it was. How I miss that? Yeah, it was so good.
1: I can't believe and it. And
2: like RuPaul was like, "Hello, children," and this was like 1994, 1995. Wow, which was like unheard of. It's like this eight foot tall drag queen, just like totally. It was. It was. I just remember it being completely normal.
1: Well, see, like all the things that you're saying, that's like RuPaul <clears> obviously <throat> changed LGBT history. Mm-hmm. That's what makes RuPaul a, an icon. Like, Ellen DeGeneres, even if you don't like Ellen DeGeneres. Right. Even if you don't like what she stands for or whatever or that she's changed. She came out on national te- like she came out on television during her show. That was a p- pivotal point in LGBT, like, entertainment culture and just LGBT history in general.
2: Mm-hmm. Then, to Laura Dern. Renata Dunn. from Big well, a lot Little Lies. Well, people eyes. forget that she uh-huh. was the one she
1: came out to. So following that is Lady Gaga. Yeah, and this is where, given. Yeah, but okay, so she got 53%, mm-hmm. followed by Cher at mm-hmm. 40%, Basic, and yeah. then Madonna at yeah. 36%. Okay. It bothers me a little bit that it's like... They're just pop Biggest gay icons. lesbian, yeah, biggest... Then, yeah. then it, gay... Icon and then like three pop stars, basically not not pop stars, but you know what I mean. They're just none of these people are actually like. Yes, I get what you mean. They're allied. They're they're advocates for LGBT, but they're not. I would consider them icons. Right.
2: Well, I mean, my icons. I have my top five right here. If you want to hear about them, and they're in no particular order. Okay. Bette Midler for sure. Oh, who got a start in the bathhouses in New York? Who has been embracing the gays her entire career? Mm -hmm. Who now has the best trolling account ever on Twitter? If you just follow Bette Midler. On Twitter, she lets Trump half
0: it. Yeah.
2: Um, we also have um, I also have Elton John.
0: Oh,
1: Elton John. Who's created millions
2: and millions of dollars for AIDS awareness right. and you know the Elton John Foundation. Okay. John Waters is one who gave us Divine, who gave us Hairspray, who gave us Camp, who gave us like all these legendary right. performances. Pink flamingos. I, had, I have RuPaul on here, and last I have Liz Taylor.
1: Oh, Elizabeth Taylor, Taylor who created the
2: Liz Taylor Foundation yeah
1: I think that this list needs some restructuring yeah. I think that together we should we should make some decisions and create an official list I agree but there there are a couple more on here that I want to get to so oh yeah let's come when, back when to this when we get back yeah I think we, it's worth a revisit you're listening to Drop the Subject stick around you're listening on your radio on radio.com
0: Drop the Subject we'll be right back Drop the Subject uh, breaking news
1: here on Drop the Subject with Allie Johnson and Justin Martindale. NRA TV has been canceled. I know. Thoughts and prayers. Again, I know the crossover of uh, people listening yeah. to Channel Q and the NRA TV network are, is probably large. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's a bummer. But hey, you know what? Rema- remount culture and, and reboot culture is 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 thick. Yeah. So you never know. Yeah. you'll get a resurgence. Like Toys R Us closed down and now they're all opening again. Are they? Yes. They're opening for Christmas. <laughs> (laughs) It's like why first
2: IHOP selling burgers (laughs) and now Toy Toys R Us is coming back? Yeah, just let it close for a second. Just
1: just let us get used to the fact that they don't exist anymore before you. A a too soon comeback is just a sad thing. Yeah, when it's just like we're back and it's like nobody had it's, a chance to miss you it's yet. like the hills
2: reboot <laughs> i'm like oh good they're all old yeah yeah Yay.
1: even murphy brown you're like okay yeah, yeah great and then you watch it and you're oh, like mm, didn't need it i didn't
2: thought need I that i nostalgia not for everyone
1: the idea of the comeback and the reboot is more exciting than the actual reboot especially mm-hmm. like there was a lot of uh, talk on twitter last night about a possible breaking bad remount and it was like oh
2: yeah with the two mules the yeah, two drug it mules. was like
1: guys you know what it was a great show yeah. can't we just move on yeah. it was fine the way it was it was a good ending. It was complete. Why would you bring it back? The man is dead. Hey, Spoiler destroyer. alert. Wow. Jeez. Wow. I didn't say what man. The mule is dead.
2: Okay.
1: <laughs> okay. We've been talking about gay icons and what makes a gay icon a gay icon. During the break, I was looking at some of the lists of what other people, you know, like Ranker and stuff, have to say about what the gay icons are and I did not see on the other list we went through Diana Ross or Mm -hmm. Beyonce or uh, Liza Minnelli which Mm -hmm. is a great one Mm -hmm. Uh, Barbara Streisand Mm -hmm. also is on here Uh, I will just give a few of mine I think that she's not like she's not Uber, uber famous, but Tig Notaro is a big gay icon for me. I love Tig. I just think that she is awesome. She she inspires me, and I feel like she's a, especially as a woman in comedy. I think she's a gay icon for me. Yay! Um, I would also go with the Subaru Corporation. They inspired me to feel like I can bring my dogs wherever I go. Good for you. Uh (laughs) Uh, Not
2: all heroes wear capes. You know, Subaru. That's their new slogan.
1: Lesbians. They're what make a Subaru a Subaru. I really, that's how I really feel. Uh, And then I would also say Ursula.
2: Oh, <laughs> hands down. She is a
1: butch queen. Oh, I love her. It's what she
2: does. It's, it's what she lives for. It's what I live for. Oh, I love Ursula.
1: But I will say from a lesbian standpoint, some of the things, like there's a list here, a brief history of lesbian icons. This list sucks. What is it, like four? Uh, Yeah. And then, <laughs> then it goes into like...
2: Uh, can I, I th- it's like the tennis player...
1: Oh, Billie Jean King. Yeah. she's actually not even on here. Oh wow, she should be. Yeah, she. Gertrude should. Stein should be on any any uh, lesbian icon list. Uh, Nancy Drew.
2: Okay, I'm confused. Is that the, who's that?
1: She's the one, who the little girl who solves mysteries. Oh, apparently, right, she right, was right, gay. Right. I, I don't know. Uh, Catherine Hepburn apparently Well, she wore
2: men's clothes, and that was, whoa! Whoa! Yeah. Got it? Yeah.
1: Kristen Stewart, okay. Just because you're a gay celebrity doesn't mean that you're a gay icon. Yeah. And I don't think she really is a, like, she's not an advocate for anything. She's just like, I'm Kristen Stewart.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: What about Ellen Page? Ellen Page I would consider more Mm -hmm. um, of a gay icon. Tegan and Sarah I would even consider sort of be a gay icon. Mm -hmm. You know, like, they've, they've... they're probably the most famous lesbian duo singer
2: group. Um I'm sorry, indigo girls?
1: Okay. <laughs> I'm
2: sorry. Am I educated? Brandy Carlisle? What and am Brandi I talking Carlyle about? And Melissa Etheridge?
1: Okay. Melissa Etheridge is definitely, <laughs> yeah. definitely a gay icon. Yeah. She has to be. Um Pink? Mm, Why is she on this list? No. Just are we just getting confused about people with short hair?
2: Yeah. Do you remember there was that whole thing where she's like, I'm gay, and then she's like, I'm kidding. And you're like, wait,
1: pink, what? You can't just Alicia. come out, fake come out. Uh, Amber Heard is another one that I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Jackie Warner. Mm-hmm. Don't know. Is she a housewife? Andrea Gibson. This list is so sad. Lindsay Lohan and Samantha Ronson. Oh, Who get are out of here. We? This list is over. This list is horrible. The L word. That's not an icon. That's just a show. Okay? Yeah. Now we're not... I mean, these are the lists that I get for lesbianism.
2: Yeah, that's all you got, huh? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I was trying exactly. to think of more. I'm like...
1: Mm. Yeah, there's not a lot. I mean, Rosie O'Donnell, sure. Rosie O'Donnell. Sure, you can get her. I I mean... Bruce she...
2: Falange. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I mean, other than that, I really don't like le- Rosie O'Donnell was what, first lesbian talk show? Mm-hmm. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, it was. That was a good talk show, too. <laughs> but I think we're also like, Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like, there's nothing I'm super passionate about that I'm like, yeah, definitely. What about like Julia Child? No. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Juliet just people who kind of seemed like they would be gay? Well,
2: yeah. She loved to put her hand in a chicken. So. She did.
1: <laughs> she did. And I love it, too. I feel very inspired by that. <laughs> uh, all right, we have to move on. There are more things we have to get to in the show. We have to talk about queer baiting on TV. Yes, is that I'm a in. Thing? We also have to talk about the new epidemic that is plaguing plaguing America: pet obesity. Oh, <laughs> I can't believe it. People... Just when he
2: thought it couldn't get worse.
1: That's, screw the kids. Pets are being—they're overweight. Oh. We have to get them skinny again. Uh, All that and more is coming up You're listening to Drop the Subject on the new channel Q On your
0: radio and Radio.com Drop the Subject We'll be right back Drop the Subject
1: Okay, yes, this is the new channel Q And this is Drop the Subject I'm Allie Johnson and I'm hanging out with Comedian Justin Martindale Do we we say holla still? Holla? Oh, is that what you said? I thought you were just going. You probably. <laughs> uh, and you're the host of E's What the Fashion, mm-hmm. which you can check out. How do you? How do people check that out again?
2: You check it out on Snapchat. Okay. It's on Snapchat Discover. It comes out tomorrow morning, six o'clock Eastern Time, PM? in the morning. Oh, yeah. Oh. And then you can follow us on Instagram at e underscore What the Fashion.
1: Okay, great. Uh, just to finish up. I know we have been talking about gay icons for far too long. It's but Pride Month. It is Pride Month, so we can do whatever we want, okay? Yeah. Uh, we will get into the headline selection for News It or Lose It next, but I wanted to point out there are gay icons, and then there are wannabe gay icons. Taylor Swift has been a topic of conversation of late because it seems that she's trying desperately to become a gay icon, of course, with her new <laughs> music video. And she is making progress right now. She is neck and neck. With the Netflix horror icon, gay apparently gay icon, oh, yeah. which I didn't know about, the Babadook. Babadook. And it seems... <laughs> He's here in the studio. He's right here.
2: Welcome. I love your top hat.
1: Welcome, Babadook. It is
2: so good to be here.
1: <laughs> what do you think makes you a gay icon?
2: Well, I'm a shadow man. <laughs> I live in the corner and climb walls. Uh-huh.
1: Wow. And I great. scare children. <laughs> I think... All gays will support that.
2: <laughs> I, I agree, Baba Duke. I think, yeah, you're on your way to a great mission. Yeah,
1: it it, it also appears that there was a uh, a cameo of Baba Duke in a Taylor Swift yeah, music video. Yeah, in the
2: in the last one.
1: So unbelievable! Let's yeah. give that a listen. Oh. And
0: snakes and stones never broke
1: my. I...
2: That's really, you
0: need to just stop. yeah, but really,
2: great, you just
1: work.
2: Not. really I, great work. Really great work.
1: I just picture Baba Duke sitting. Oh, he's
2: not done. Oh, yeah, he's <laughs> that was really good work, Baba Duke. Thank what? you. Good work. You can go now. Yeah. I know you're busy. Oh, he just has a beard.
1: <laughs> I can just picture him on that uh, trailer trash lawn with like a martini, being like, "Oh, ah.
2: absolutely, yeah. I uh, je suis Babadook. Yeah, <laughs> I am the Babadook.
1: Yeah, I had no idea that. Oh, he left us thought... a
2: book to read. That's cute.
1: <laughs> well, we'll get to that later. <laughs> All right, news it or lose it. Here we go. I'm going to give you some headlines. Sure. Justin Martindale, you mm-hmm. decide what we news and what we lose. And yes, this is where the Drop show gets the interesting. Subject
0: presents: News it or lose it.
1: All right, headline number one Alabama dealership offers Bible, shotgun, and American flag with every car purchase. Lose it. <laughs> headline. Get out of here. Okay. Uh, headline number two Conditions on the streets of San Francisco are now comparable to the slums of Mumbai. <laughs>
2: oh god um we need to bring awareness so okay. I'm gonna say news it but I have yeah it's gotten really bad
1: uh, yes it has uh I think that all the homeless people there are like I was here first mm-hmm, <laughs> you know mm-hmm. it's a it's rebellious poops <laughs> Uh, three. They yeah.
2: were at Coachella last year too. The rebellious, rebellious boobs. boobs. Yeah, they were really good. A little folky, little gamey. <laughs> A
1: little yeah, gamey. but solid lineup. Yeah. Okay.
2: Emphasis on but solid.
1: <laughs> at line number three, famous Mexican rescue dog Frida retires from the line of duty.
2: Oh yeah, let's let's news that. Uh, adorable. Yeah.
1: Uh Eric Trump reveals he got spit on at a cocktail party in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're newsing that and then finally everything you need to know about the gay Jewish matador from Brooklyn. <gasps>
2: I'm listening. Okay. News it. Okay. Yeah.
1: Cool. Yeah. I, I don't think this A is gay topical Jewish at all. Matador. <laughs> it's just, yeah. I mean, if we're going to add to the gay icon list, maybe this yeah. gay Jewish matador should be on there. So it's worth investigating. Yeah. Okay. All of that we will get to uh, when we get back. You're listening to Drop the Subject on your radio and radio.com. Drop
0: the Subject. We'll be right back. Drop the Subject.
1: The new Channel Q, yes. Drop the subject. Sorry. Not the old one, the new one. The new one. The, the old one is gone. This is a remount. Good riddance. <laughs> I'm Allie Johnson, and Justin Martindale, a very hilarious comedian, is joining me today and tomorrow.
2: And tomorrow, that's
1: right. Yay. We can, can, I we can create I actually died a in line. the studio
2: five days ago, and I've just been trapped here, like American <laughs> Horror Story. Yep, once you die in the studio, you're trapped.
1: Well, I think there should be more gay horror stories out there or gay uh, mm-hmm. gay horror films out there and oh, this could yeah. be one of them. You're trapped in a gay radio station studio and you can't get out.
2: The call just... is coming from inside the studio.
1: <laughs> and you just have to interview celebrities forever and ever and ever. And ask ever. them if
2: they're gay icons or not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, news it or lose it. We have uh, a lot to get to so let's excited. get right to it.
0: Mm-hmm. Drop the Subject Presents... Lose It or Lose It.
1: All right.
2: (laughs) That guy's voice never gets old. (laughs)
1: Nope. (laughs) Lose it or lose it. Speaking of old, that guy's probably like a (laughs) hundred. Gross. Uh, All right. Let's start with Eric Trump getting spat on at a Chicago area restaurant. Okay. So, obviously, we all know Eric Trump. He's the son of uh, President Donald Trump. He just said that he was spat on by an employee Mm -hmm. at a Chicago-area restaurant. He Mm -hmm. said it was purely a disgusting act by somebody who clearly has emotional problems. (laughs) Well, you know, they do say that crazy people can always point out other crazy Crazy. people.
2: Crazy sees crazy. Crazy attracts crazy.
1: That's true. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. The Chicago Police Department was on the scene.
2: Oh, it was (laughs) in Chicago.
1: Yeah, it was in Chicago. Spitting on somebody is still one of the worst insults. I think it's
2: the it's a it's a really. I mean, it always. I go back to um, New York spitting on Pumpkin and and Flavor of Love.
1: Oh, remember
2: that? That was the most iconic, legendary gay icon spit ever. (laughs) Where she just spits on Pumpkin and like walks out, and then New York was like, it smelled. And I'm like, ew, "Ew." because that's the thing. And what 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 like motivated this she just went up to him and spit on him for no good reason yeah i mean not that there is a good reason to spit on someone you should never spit on someone but i'm like i'm
1: interested in the let's tea. see i mean yeah it says like i don't see a lot of details on how right. this occurred it just says she was
2: just mad yeah she, United she States, just pulled her third double in a row
1: it seems like they're tra- <laughs> yeah and then eric and trump then, was her last two he was top like, you know
2: what <laughs> And it was closing time probably. She was like Ugh! and they wanted bread. He does,
1: he does seem like one of those people that would linger at a restaurant oh, yeah. because they're so entitled. They're yeah. just like, Yeah, you close at nine, it's eight fifty nine. We're
2: here. You have to serve us you have to America.
1: Serve us. And I want you to tell me about all the specials in great detail. Ugh. Uh, Eric What do you what? mean
2: you don't have the tilapia? <laughs>
1: Gross. They want to get the random thing on the menu that you have to like go deep into Ooh. the fridge to I, get.
2: Yeah, I only farm raised fish <laughs> in warm waters.
1: Okay, so the so Chicago Police Department was on the scene assisting the U.S. Secret Service with a law enforcement matter. Any and all inquiries regarding a federal ugh, see that this is just they're trying to squash it. So yeah. there's not really a lot of information here on this.
2: Okay, moving on. Okay,
1: well <laughs> I guess that's that.
2: Use a napkin. Grow that, up.
1: That's that, and that's bad. I mm-hmm. guess he, he's like that's oh, bad. <laughs> this is this. Is is a for a party that preaches tolerance. This once again demonstrates that mm. they have very little civility.
2: Yes, we know that this party preaches. Are you talking about the Republicans?
1: He's talking about Democrats. Oh, on him, okay. Well, so the Republicans civil.
2: teach civility.
1: Yes, okay. that's what he's. Yeah. That's
2: what that's what threw me off. We because, are proving that
1: we're uncivil. Got it by by mm. spa- spating.
2: And the trompikins are totally okay. Right. Got yeah. it. Okay. Fair enough.
1: I guess they move. They they go beyond spitting and they mm. just go right to like guns.
2: Guns and you know uh, bad touching. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Which happens at restaurants as well. Right. Yeah. Okay. Now let's move on to San Francisco. It's been a very hard week for San Francisco. First, we learned that tech bros were devastated learning that e-cigarettes will no longer be sold in the city of San Francisco. Where is the tech industry going to go without Juul? <laughs> I have no idea. Where
2: is Juul? Oh, you mean like the... the, the, the what I the have. smoking thing. Yes, okay. Oh, is that what you have? I have a Juul, have Juul?
1: yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if that was just weed that you were smoking. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm not going to ask any questions. <laughs> But you don't have one of those annoying ones that's like a giant box.
2: No, 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 no. That's just a little teeny guy. A little (laughs)
1: little beep boop. Yeah. Uh, And now we're learning that the homeless uh, population has grown by 17% since 2017. And this, this. now it has been compared to the streets of Mumbai when it comes to how dirty and disgusting and trash-ridden the streets of San Francisco are. Yeah. When Leilani Farha paid a visit to San Francisco in January, she knew the grim reputation of the city's homeless encampments. In her four years as the United Nations Special Rapporteur for Adequate Housing, Farha has visited the slums of Mumbai, Delhi, Mexico City, Jakarta, and Manila, and the crisis in San Francisco, she said, is comparable to those conditions. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean,
2: I was in San Francisco maybe like a couple years ago during when the Super Bowl was hosted there. And I remember um, going to the comedy club that I was working at that weekend and just seeing all the tents. It was so much. Yeah. And then when I left, when I came back to my my hotel room, they were all cleared out. It was really kind of yeah, weird. Yeah, there
1: was a well, because cause they were
2: getting ready for everyone to come in for the Super Bowl that weekend. I
1: was uh, on the air up in the Bay Area doing mornings during that time and I remember reading an article about how they were trying to get rid of they were trying to clear out the homeless from mm-hmm, that area mm-hmm. because they didn't want people to be like, "Hey, it's the Super Bowl. What are all these dirty homeless people doing around?" They didn't yeah. it, like it was a bad look for San Francisco, so they were trying to to get them out and get them somewhere, but it's like there's really no solution. They're just making them move to different areas well, so that it's like the <sighs> Then the tent city is getting even bigger somewhere else. We're either. getting
2: them here. I mean, I mean, I I I get sad going around town seeing you know all the tents and like communities of just squalor. Yeah. I mean, I, I rarely get out to Santa Monica anymore, but I remember the last time I was there was just like, wow, this is insane. Mm-hmm. It's it's such a it's a it's an epidemic. It really is, and it needs to be addressed because you know, I I my heart goes out to like homeless people in general, but. A special place goes out to like homeless women. Oh yeah, because I just think it's just—I just don't. It's just not safe, and you know, people get into drugs and well, it's and, just not.
1: Yeah, ugh. my wife works in mental health, and there's a, that's a whole other component of it because there are Mm -hmm. no longer places for people that have mental illnesses like it's like a lot of facilities have closed down so if you are calling a company like the company my wife works for then that's one option but it's always a temporary solution and if they if they are getting released from the ER or from jail Mm -hmm. there's really nowhere for them to go and there aren't resources to house them so they become one of the many homeless people that are just wandering around the streets and then you're like oh there's just an old crazy lady and it's like yeah but she actually like needs help and she could get on medication and be like a functional member of society. It's crazy. Okay, let's uh, talk about this famous Mexican rescue dog, shall we? Uh, For anyone who believes that dogs are better than people, here's yet another story to prove your case. Frida, a 10-year-old lab retriever, has dedicated her entire life to aiding in survivor rescue missions as a sniffer with the Mexican Navy's canine unit. In her illustrious career, which spanned nine years, so she she got in at one young age, (laughs) Start them early. <laughs> Start them early. First there, five, everybody. Sniff. It's really important. She was deployed to help in natural disasters across the globe, but according to the press release from the Mexican government, Frida officially retired during a ceremony held in her honor by the Mexican Navy on Monday. People have been vying for this dog to be printed on money. There wow. is a, a there is. A, a, a plaque for her In her, in her honor uh, Oh a bronze statue In her honor With a plaque That reads Memorable symbols Of the strengths Mexicans have When we decide To come together For great causes I'll even close out By showing you This little picture This is Frida the rescue dog She's wearing little goggles. Oh, my God. I would she love a, a dog vest. on money. <laughs>
2: <I> w- <laughs> oh, and she's got
1: shoes. She has little bomb, like, like like little fire shoes so she can walk through the oh, rubble and like help with disasters. She's a
2: golden retriever. A I lab. Assu- a lab, yeah, golden lab. A little yeah. golden
1: lab. I really want a retired service dog. Yeah. Because they are just so sweet, well-behaved, and then I get to spoil them in their retired age, you know, oh. give, them, give them a little bone every once in a while. Adorable. Wait a minute. Oh, Okay. <laughs> No, 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 no. Okay. No, no, got, got, you know, it, got, it, got it. Got it. Yeah, got it. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. Uh, we have one more story to get to for news it or lose it. And we have the gay MA as well. And we still have to talk about queer baiting in TV. I'm uh, here for am it. Am I watching Killing Eve just because I want to or because they're <laughs> queer baiting me? Or doesn't matter. We'll talk about all that when we get back. You're listening to Drop the Subject on your radio on radio.com. Drop the Subject. We'll be right
0: back. Drop the Subject. Get
1: those birds out of here <laughs> Good God's morning sake. Good <laughs> morning oh, this, Good morning This Good We spare no expense Here at Drop the Subject We get a giant cage of doves To sing our theme music for That's us. how I
2: always travel Where are my doves? It's in my contract. Is there a place to
1: put my doves? All right. Uh, I'm Allie Johnson. I've been hanging out with Justin Martindale. Thank you for joining me, by the way. Of course. I've had such
2: a good time with you.
1: Um, I must tell you about this gay matador before we move on. Please. Because you Uh, asked for it. This was a news it or lose it story.
2: Well, I mean, it is hump day. (laughs) That's just my excuse all day today. That's just everything now.
1: It is hump day, Beth. Yep. Uh, Okay, so this actually comes from the New York Times. This is a New York Times article about the gay Jewish matador from Brooklyn. His name was Sidney Franklin, and not a lot of people know about him.
2: Oh, man. Right off the bat, I'm volunteering to play him in a biopic.
1: (laughs) I could just see you in this matador outfit.
2: Gay Jewish matador from Brooklyn. I mean, check all the boxes for diversity.
1: Right? I mean... You're
2: gay, you're Jewish, and a matador? Welcome to Hollywood. What's your dream?
1: (laughs) I think that matadors are pretty... I mean, I know it's like a very macho sport, a lot of people say, but it is... (laughs) Kind of gay. I mean,
2: it was very homoerotic watching that Take a Bow video with Madonna. <laughs> Remember? Ugh. <laughs> uh, mm.
1: And, I mean, you're oh, I flailing around a cape. You. You've yes. got a big bejeweled uh-huh. jacket on. Stone
2: those tights himself.
1: Yeah, you've got these little ballet shoes mm-hmm. on. I mean, with these really tight little tights. Olay. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to get olay <laughs> in the Welcome, famous <laughs> yes Allie, everyone yes thank you uh, mr franklin died in 1976 when he was 72 but he was the first jewish american to reach the elite status of matador mm. in spanish bullfighting circles he was also gay his sexual identity was an open secret among those who knew him but remained unknown to the public so he was sort of a hiding in plain sight Jewish mandatory. It's so
2: interesting. I want to know what that journey was like. It's like, uh, I, yeah. I want to be a matador. <laughs> it's like, what? No, you got to go to a synagogue. Nah, I'm going to go be a matador.
1: <laughs> I don't want to be a rabbi, Dad. I want to be a matador. <laughs> Wait, what? And I also want men. Yeah. This is a tough conversation to have.
2: That must have been a hard coming out story. <laughs> yes,
1: exactly. Well, uh. he had to come out several times. Mm-hmm. Uh, in- uh, interesting. He was uh, we all? The, I mean... re- <laughs> the renowned El Torero de la Torah the bullfighter mm. of the Torah. So that's everything you need to know about. If, if you want to follow up, we can tweet this this long, extensive article. It's that really New York Times, Yeah, put out about Sidney Franklin. So I think we should add him Sidney to the list. Sidney Franklin. <laughs> Sidney, the matador. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are trying to ban bullfighting now. I would say a lot of the the gays are against bullfighting. because It's not animal friendly. It's kind of
2: like, it's weird. Yeah. And cruel.
1: Yeah. I mean, the fact that we're shocking animals to give a a show, and most of the times the bulls are dead at the end, which is not fun. Uh, Speaking of animals, uh, in America, I believe that we believe that animals are more important than people. In oh, 1,000%. We treat them better than we treat ourselves. Uh-huh. I know I treat my cat better than I treat myself. I, sometimes I'm like, oh, no, I skipped lunch. But my cat, I remember, <laughs> I always make sure, is completely fed, which is probably why I'm part of the problem. And mm-hmm. pet obesity is causing a big, big problem problem in America, according to a new report. I know that everyone likes to talk about, oh, you know, America, we're the fattest country and adults are fatter than ever. And then they're like, it's the kids, the kids, childhood obesity is a big problem. We need to fix it. And Michelle Obama was like, I'm on the case. And now it's all about your cats and dogs getting fat. Yeah you if you've uh, picked up your cat maybe felt your back give out a little bit <laughs> <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're you got a fat cat you got a fat cat and i know it's adorable for instagram pictures mm-hmm. fat cats are adorable uh, but they are 60% of the feline population is overweight
2: you know why that is <laughs> Why? Because they just get fed all day because people just throw in, they'll open up a tin of that garbage juice and then throw it in there and the cat's like, well, I got to eat this all day, work. And then they don't run. They just look at you and judge.
1: Well, yeah, I think that I, I've definitely gotten bad looks when I take my cat out on a le- on a leash. I've done that You do that not.
2: Before. You are not that person.
1: I'm not, I don't do it regularly. I've done it before. You I do have a... Your
2: cat, you're like one of those people who walk around with a
1: bird on their she shoulder. Wants-
2: you take your cat on a leash... God. Are how you talking many, about my dove? I mean, how many Amber Alerts have gone out for you? Like, jeez.
1: <laughs> I just think that my cat needs exercise. She's an indoor cat. I need to give her some exercise.
2: Mm-hmm. Just You're get a laser to... and, like, throw it on the floor. I, I do that also, actually.
1: <laughs> uh, so, get your cat and dog on a treadmill or take him out for a little bit of, of a walk. It's going to help the, the pet obesity problem in America.
2: And you won't get judged as much by passerbyers.
1: <laughs> your yes. dog's so fat. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wait. Can I get a selfie with it? Yeah. That's America. That's the America can we live in okay more to come you're listening to drop the subject on your radio and radio.com be right back drop the subject we'll be right back
0: drop the subject
1: drop the subject on the new channel q it's up to everyone
2: In case you didn't know. In case
1: you didn't know, Beth. We're almost there. We're
2: <laughs>
1: halfway through. Almost Thursday. Memer. Less Monday, more Friday. That's what people like that always Don't said. talk
2: to me before coffee.
1: <laughs> oh I'm Allie Johnson. I've been hanging out with Justin Martindale today.
2: I'm Justin Martindale.
1: We've been talking about... <gasps> That's me! We talked to the Babadook today. God, what a treat! What a treat! We've yeah. had a star-studded show, uh-huh. and we're going to close it out together with the GMA. Well, Jarrett Hill will be joining us. He's on in New York. He will be live momentarily. Uh, but I figured we could kick off the Gay-MA together, mm-hmm. and then it may then we may be able to have time to ask Jarrett some of these questions when he gets on the line. Uh, we do this every Wednesday. It is patent pending. This is A uh, AMA style, Reddit style, Ask Me Anything segment, but it's the gay edition. So I get to ask Jer- uh, I get to ask you, Justin, things from the gay community. You get to ask me things about the lesbian community. And this uh, this week we have some listener submissions. Perfect. So I thought we could start with those because they apply to both of us.
2: Okay, perfect. All Let's right? do some listener so- suggestions.
1: <laughs> some suggestions. <laughs> All right, the gay MA, here we go. <laughs> No? Justin mm-hmm. If you were ever To go straight again Which celebrity Of the opposite sex Would you get down with Or in Ali's case Go down on
2: Oh wow uh, Celebrity living now I mean I don't want to Do that with a dead celebrity Right <laughs> No I think we could i like do- a good mummy No um <laughs> Let's see. I would probably let's see. They're
1: so layered. You know what?
2: I probably would go
1: I think you could go dead
2: or if you want.
1: I'm gonna go with Ooh, that's hard. Um, anyone any female, just (laughs) is there anyone that you could possibly think of getting getting dirty with?
2: Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Wow! No, I'm just. Kidding. <laughs> no, I'd probably go with that like, would end her. No, Bella Hadid, maybe.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. okay, so yeah. that's your type if like you were little, straight.
2: Like, like an exotic, fun girl.
1: Oh, fun! <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I just talk about her on What the Fashion every week, so it's just embedded in my wow. brain. Wow! So
1: you have maybe a girl crush?
2: No, 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 never. Okay. never. No. Did
1: you have you? Are you a gold star gay? What is that? Like, have you ever been with somebody of the opposite sex? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But but did you have a type when you were dating women?
2: Uh, popular it, and hot?
1: <laughs> popular and hot? Yeah. Okay, then, then I'm not your type at all. <laughs> okay, so that we know. Uh, for me, if I were to ever to go straight again, which celebrity of the opposite sex would you get down with? You know, I think that... I did want during my straight days have a tall, dark, and handsome kind of thing going, mm-hmm. and I, I'd have to say Zac Efron is a very attractive man. Mm-hmm. So if I was going to go straight again with a celebrity, I believe it would be someone like that, or I think I do. I think I'd go with like Idris Elba.
2: Ooh, yeah. okay.
1: just like really. Yeah, really go for it. All right. <laughs> OK. okay. <laughs> All right. Next question. You always hear about straight men pressuring women to sleep with them in order to get a leg up in their career. Of course, the whole Me Too movement. It's been a big topic of conversation. Mm-hmm. Does this happen in the gay community?
2: Absolutely. It's called the He Too movement <laughs> um, and the She Too movement. Um, it does. That's a. Nevertheless,
1: thing. he persisted.
2: I, I mean, you listen to it. I mean, you've had accusations with Kevin Spacey. You've had accusations with Brian Singer. I mean, yeah, I've, I've, I've had that actually happen. Really? Yeah, I've had, I've had like you've been propositioned, propositioned, or? and really? like, yeah, come on over here, and I'll make it and show you a thing or two about Hollywood. And you're like, oh, okay, no, and sir. you did it. Yeah, no. No, 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 no. God. Oh god. I mean, I'm here now, aren't I?
1: <laughs> I don't think I've ever been uh I've never been in that situation. I've never been propositioned, I guess luckily, uh, by a man or a woman. Right. Well, I wonder what that says about me. Well, they're like even the- You do
2: have a fat cat.
1: So <laughs> <laughs> Though I did, I, I ran a casting session for um, the pilot that I'm working on, and I, there were, it was all the, all the cast members were lesbians, and I could tell a couple of them were flirting with me. Oh, yeah. And I was like, ooh, this is, oh, yeah, yeah, still got it. All right, and we have Jarrett, are you here? Are you connected? Hi, Jarrett. Jarrett, welcome to the GMA, and welcome to the show. So, it's funny, because I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a, a couple of moments where I was like, wow, I could really, like, if I were a sleaze.
2: <laughs> what do you mean, if?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I could really make this happen.
2: <laughs> she got a fat cat?
1: <laughs> no, no. <It's> I think <laughs> we're going to go into great detail on this. Do you, Have you ever been propositioned, Jarrett?
2: I always end up questioning like what was that or am I tripping you know what I mean like you were mm. second guessing yeah day. did that just happen exactly and then you're like maybe I'm just making that up and I
3: feel like that's a lot of like really what the mutual agreement is about it's like, it's like always having a second
1: guess or question and like I think this person just came up to that right am I supposed to respond to that well he is cute you know what I mean like there's always so many different elements of that mm-hmm. what about the, the answer to the first question if you were ever to go straight again which celebrity of the opposite sex would you get down with no, a woman. Oh, no, no, no. okay. woman. Liars. Hmm. Let me look it up. Shea Shay Mitchell. S H A Y. like this she, you can tell she's brown. You don't know where she's from, she's, like, ambiguous. Oh, yeah, she plays a lesbian on the show. She's the lesbian. On Pretty Little Liars, she's the lesbo.
2: Oh yeah, she plays. What's her name on you, right? Yeah, What's her name? Peach. Peach. Yes. <laughs> she is pretty.
1: Okay. All right. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I I, uh, I I think she's very attractive, but I didn't really. I, I don't think she played a believable lesbian on Pretty Little Liars. Uh,
2: well, excuse me. I'm just gonna say it. Well. Wow.
1: I can spot a faker. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. She was like, the way that she was touching her, you could just tell that she was like, I've done this once drunk at a party.
2: Oh. That's you know, where it like, starts, though. You got to do it once before like, you really get in.
1: I've always h- hoped to be that other girl at the party that oh. gets to make out with her. I'm mm. like, ah, this is your one night, and I'm part of it. Mm. Uh, all right. Justin Martindale. Yes. Thank you for hanging with us. Oh, I'll be
2: back tomorrow.
1: Yes, you will. And...
2: Thanks, Jared. I appreciate that. And I'm jealous you're in New York for World Pride, Mer. I know. We'll tell your story.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. You're listening to Drop the Subject on your radio and radio.com.
0: Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Drop the Subject.
1: Okay. Drop the subject on the new channel Q with Ali Johnson And now entering the picture Jarrett Hill Is that me? Is that me? That's you <laughs> I can barely hear you though
3: I know we're, we're figuring out We've had some uh, tech difficulties coming back from New York this time So um, I, I hope you can hear me just fine
1: they're not sabotaging the gays over there, are they? I think it is the Trump administration. I think they're,
3: <laughs> they're out to get us. I think that's what this is.
1: They're going to start with radio, dude. Gay radio <laughs> stations. Exactly.
3: They, they're they targeting Channel Q. You know, Mike Pence is actually a big fan. Um, and he, he just loves all the conversation. But he's he's also trying to sabotage it because he hates himself.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That makes sense. So, yeah. That that definitely checks out. Story tracks. Have you been having fun in New York? I know, you know, when I lived in New York, I left simply because I couldn't afford it anymore, but particularly because the bars are open until 4 a.m. and I could not handle that anymore. My God. It is exhausting, isn't it?
3: Someone was inviting me to come out to a club. They were like out partying with friends, and they were like, "Oh, you should come out." I was like, "You recognize
1: it's one twenty five in the morning?" <laughs> I was oh, like, "Oh my God, on the West
3: coast, this is time to go home. What are you talking about?
1: Yeah, and I remember when I moved back out to California um you know, some of my friends were like, "Oh, does it bum you out now that it's like last call at one thirty and it was a bit of an adjustment because I mean, I was in college when I was living in New York and a little yeah. bit after college, so I did enjoy, like, oh, it's 2 a.m., and still the bar's super full, and it's not like anyone's going home anytime soon. Oh, God, I have a piece of...
3: <coughs> nice. a piece Sexy. of Sexy.
1: That's my salad. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> but <laughs> now I've clearly gotten more fun in my old age. Whoa. Um, but, yeah, so, but then now that I live in California, I'm like, I can't imagine... Being oh out there and people, it's like two thirty or three, and they're like, "Come over to this other bar, like bar hop with us," or like, "Get on the subway and go here," and being like, "Oh Lord."
3: So I know for myself when I first moved to college, I, I moved to college in Atlanta, and they will party until like six o'clock in the morning. But I didn't know that, and so we were just leaving the house at like twelve, and I was like, "You guys, everything's gonna be wrapping up so soon. Like, what are we doing?" And one forty-five rolled around, and I was like, all right, so uh, when are we heading out? Whoa. And, like, everyone was just kind of like, what are you talking about? And I was so exhausted by the time we finally left. See that? I was just, I hadn't been conditioned.
1: No, that that's not, I mean, I guess, yeah, it's something that you get used to eventually. Like, when, when I was on my honeymoon, uh, me and Katie were talking to these girls that were from Greece. And, granted, they were probably 10 years younger than us, so they had a little more uh, stamina, but they were explaining their typical night. And this was during the week. They said, we go to work at 8 a.m., get off at 5 p.m., and then we hang out with friends, and then we start pre-gaming, and then we usually go out to the club at around 11 p.m., and then we party until probably 3 or 4, maybe 5 a.m., and then we go to sleep for a few hours, and we go go to work the next day and do it all over again. Excuse And me? I was like, you do that on the week? like. Even just doing that on the weekend, leaving the house at 11 p.m. to start your night already seems like, okay, by the time I get to the first bar, I'm going to be exhausted.
3: Okay, so... And like they last... do this
1: during the week on no sleep, and so they're totally fine with it.
3: New York is wild to me in this way, because like yesterday, I went out with a friend of mine, and we had we had drinks, and then we went and had dinner, and then we went and had drink, another set of drinks, and then it was like a conversation about like, well, do we want to go do something else? And I was like, well, you know, it's like a legit 10 o'clock. I could... I could call it a night. <laughs> I do have to work tomorrow. Right. And so he was like, I mean, we could go out. We could do something. And I was like, you know, so we wouldn't we get like the second round of drinks. But I was just like, oh, my God, how late do people go out here?
1: Yeah, I know. I, I mean, I remember my days up there and I would I would definitely get home at like 5 a.m. sometimes. And that was just normal. But I think that we should go even earlier. Like I, in California, we've got two a.m. Let's just can let's just make it midnight, shall I we? Just, I mean,
3: there. I, I remember when we first started doing like the longer shows. I got home one day and I was like, "Am I?" I think I said on the air. I was like, I, "Am I the person that's going to bed at eight thirty tonight?" And I was like, <laughs> right. "I." Could, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't know. I think the East Coast culture of, like, going out, especially, like, and, and gay, you know, the gay areas are always a little bit more lively sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the East Coast culture is so much more party-oriented into, like, the way early morning. And then, also, like, their time zone, they're the time zone that's way ahead of us. And so, like, maybe that has something to do with it. People have to, like, go to bed earlier to be able to get up for, I don't know why.
1: Huh. I don't yeah. know what it's about, but Well, it's and then we're all about the brunch, too. So, it's like, I, I guess. Oh, but Allie. Just, well. Oh,
3: Oh, but Allie, What? the brunch on the East Coast is a different thing. My friend came from New York. He just uh, he just moved to L.A. and he was telling me, "Oh, I'll I'll text you after brunch um, to meet up." And I was like, "Okay." He texted me at ten p.m. saying he was just getting home, and I was like, <gasps> "Wait,
1: what?" Let
3: me be clear: brunch is a hybrid of breakfast and lunch. You're getting home at ten o'clock, and they're like, "We had gone out and partied all night and did it." And I was like, "You have got to be kidding me!" Yeah, that's it was lizard. a long day exactly exactly late dessert at that <laughs> yeah
1: what the hell yeah i guess everything is just on a slower time clock there you're just like know. everything happens a little bit later what are people doing in the morning just staring into space i don't know right i mean maybe that's
3: maybe it's all coffee and like drugs i don't it's know just what coffee it is, and but... bagels
1: during the day and then party 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 all night I don't know. Maybe they sleep.
3: I wonder if there's like a a study that was done that talks about like how much people sleep on the East Coast versus the West Coast because I feel like they've got to be sleeping less here.
1: I I think they have to be. I don't think there's any other way to, I mean, go about it because the I'm getting an eight hour. I'm getting seven between six and eight hours a night. That I feel like I'm doing pretty good when that's the case, and I am pooped by nine p.m. and I don't know if that's just me being lame or if that's California.
3: I'm a six hour sleeper. If I get six hours, I'm good. And I just don't know how people on the East Coast do it because they go all night and then they're up at work in the morning and they're running like Wall Street and right, you know what I mean? like, exactly big important things. I don't so. know.
1: Maybe the answer is cocaine and we have no May- idea.
3: I was really trying to not say that, but I think you're right. <laughs> It has to be that. It
1: has to be. That's We're the gonna, missing That's the missing thing in the equation it, here. It
3: has to be. We're going to take a quick break, figure out if it's cocaine or not, um, <laughs> and talk about having a hard day. The presidential candidates are going to be up for their first debate tonight. Uh, the first round of them will be. We'll talk about who these people are, what they're going to be talking about, and what it means for you. That's coming up next on Drop the Subject with Jared and Alley on the new Channel Q on your radio and radio.com.
0: Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject.
1: It's <laughs> a pregnant pause there. <laughs> uh, this is "Drop the Subject" on Channel we Q. are yeah on Channel Q, and I'm Allie Johnson. Jarrett Hill is joining me from New York City, and we are here to talk about the political debates, the Democratic debates, and. This is a segment I like to do called politics for dummies, because I'm I don't claim to be super well versed in politics. I think I read about stuff and then I don't I kind of know like 10 percent about how it works. But I think it's important to just break it down super like Cliff Notes dummy style and figure out exactly what the hell is going on tonight. Who is talking? What is this for? What are we getting out of it? Et cetera, et cetera. What
3: what what accent was that? That
1: that was actually a reference from the to the King and I. Oh, oh! The king I did a and musical I? reference. Yes. I haven't seen that movie since the third grade. Yeah, well, you got to watch it again so you can get my references. Oh my gosh! Yeah. The King and I. Yeah, it's a good. One. I remember thinking the King was kind of hot. He is. He was hot. You old
3: I do like me a, a bald head and... A, never mind. Different story. Um, okay, so tonight is the first night of the presidential debate. Still be tonight and tomorrow night on NBC, MSNBC, and on Telemundo. Um, not to make it a commercial. But uh, 10 candidates will be on stage tonight. 10 candidates will be on stage tomorrow. Uh, the first night tonight, we are going to... The big stars that we'll see tonight, if there are big stars, uh, will be Elizabeth Warren and Beto O'Rourke and Cory Booker will be on stage tonight. But, but- there's... Ten people up there, so uh, we kind of wanted to like explain who like the main ones are that that you'll be seeing tonight, um, and and they kind of have them arranged to be like the bigger stars or like the more most known folks, folks are going to be in the middle of the stage, and then like the further out you are from the middle is based upon like how you're doing in polling. So it's kind of it actually feels a little bit shady. Well, yeah, I think funny.
1: that's messed up that they're just like here's who's polling better according to these random pollsters. So we're going to put these people front and center, and everyone else is like on the outskirts and what are they going to get are they all going to get equal time to speak or they'll is elizabeth have, warren going to get more time to speak what's going on there the,
3: they'll all have the same amount of time because like which is also a really difficult thing to do we always joke about me moderating panels it's really difficult to have any kind of like meaningful conversation with more than like four or five people at a time especially like in the course of an hour so they're doing 10 people across 2 hours each night but it's i mean That's it's still really too much to, it's really exactly it's really going to shake down to everyone getting about 5 minutes to talk if that um, collectively speaking, so it's going to be it's going to be a challenge. But uh, Elizabeth Warren is is probably the highest polling person uh, that's going to be up there tonight. You will know her as um, this the seventy year old woman coming from the East Coast. She's she's uh, really well known right now for being a, a policy person. She has a plan and an idea and a policy for every single thing that she wants to do. Um, she's most known right now in the last couple of weeks for saying she wants to eliminate about ninety five percent of college student um, student loan debt. Oh, she's um, pulling
1: a Bernie, that's what Bernie wants to do too.
3: Well, Bernie wants to eliminate all of the debt. Um, they have <laughs> she just ways wants to, to
1: leave that last five percent.
3: Exactly. She's like, let's not get crazy. Uh,
1: <laughs> but, what but is there, that five percent difference? There,
3: well, well, the reason that it, that there are distinctions between the two of them is that she, the plan that she wants to do, will work for about. Uh, 95% of people, and the plan that Bernie wants to do would realistically just, like, eliminate it all. Okay. Um. And so, but, like, Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders, there's not a whole bunch of daylight between the two of them. I say, like, they're kind of the same candidate, mm. uh, in my opinion, but, like, she's a little bit less radical, and she is, she has less of a of a profile, and, like, she didn't r- run last year, so people hate her less, if you will. Got it. Um, she doesn't have to stank on her yet. Exactly, exactly. Okay. So, um, she wants to impose a, a millionaire tax, and she wants to make public colleges and universities free and cancel up to $50,000 in federal private student loan debt for folks. Um, and and she wants pizza to break every
1: up. day for the rest of your life.
3: Well, I mean, obviously. Um, and she wants to <laughs> break up some of the big tech giants, so that's something important as well with her. Um, Better O'Rourke will be on stage tonight. He is known for having run up against Ted Cruz in the um, in the Senate race uh, in, the, in the midterms. And then he, you know, became a, kind of a national star after that because he did so well and almost beat um, Ted Cruz, but didn't. And, and I mean, Ted Cruz. People, he sucks. He, I
1: know that. I don't know a lot about politics, but I know he sucks.
3: One of the most slappable faces you've ever seen. Yeah, so, he is uh, a very
1: slappable face. He's
3: awful. He's an awful piece of human. Um, he is a 46-year-old former U.S. representative from Texas. He's a former punk rock musician, which is fun. <laughs> um, and and uh, he wants to invest uh, $1.5 trillion in government funds to cut greenhouse emissions. He wants to create a path for citizenship for undocumented immigrants. You'll remember him coming from Texas. He has a, a unique uh, perspective on immigration and the border crisis um, and all of those different things. Um, there's a great rundown of all these candidates, by the way, on NBCNews.com, since they're hosting the, the candidates tonight.
1: A tr- um, I'm, is it just me a trillion's too much is that a little too much one and a half tr- I mean one as and much a half trillion
3: as, as much debt as we're in girl like what's another trillion all right Uh, (laughs) But like, yeah, I mean, it's a ton of money. Um, Cory Booker, people will know as he's a 50 year old former mayor from Newark who became a senator in 2013. Um, Cory's had a hard time uh, really connecting and like being able to make a splash. Um, He was kind of expected to have more of a moment. But I think I think his moment kind of passed, to be honest with you. Mm. Um, He wants to implement a federal gun licensing program and a ban on assault weapons, which I all mean, for that. Democrat, sure. Every, every Democrat wants that, right?
1: Not super revolutionary, right? Exactly.
3: He wants to expand the existing earned income tax credit um, and basically provide all citizens with a baby bond. So every every kid would get like a new tax credit and they would grow over the course of their Whoa,
1: lifetime. Oh, that's cool. That'd
3: be kind of cool, right? Um, he wants to slash mandatory minimum sentences and legalize marijuana, which I know you feel good about.
1: All right. Yeah, yeah. I feel good about <laughs> that. And babies <laughs> getting an allowance as soon as they're born. That's pretty badass. I think yeah. that's a cool different possibility. Uh, policy to have there if I'm not
3: mistaken it would it would amount to each kid having like between 20 and 30 thousand dollars I believe what? by the time they're an adult so like it would be like a bond that they'd cool. be able to, to access later so yeah that's kind of cool um, so those are like the big stars we're going to tell you who the people who are a little bit lesser known that you might want to look out for because those are the people who are going to be really be fighting for a space in these in these debates because this is going to be make or break for them yeah. so we're going to take a quick we're break we're
1: going to be like world peace I'm
3: going to do it Ex- exactly everyone's getting a check you know <laughs> uh, all of the people that you need to look out for and how they might be making an impact tonight in the debates so that's coming up next on Drop the Subject which are Jordan Alley on the new channel Q on your radio and radio.com
0: Drop the Subject we'll be right back Drop the subject.
1: All right. Drop the subject on the new channel Q. Allie Johnson and Jared Hill hanging with you today. Thanks for checking out the show. And if you want to continue listening, if like say you're tuning in now, you don't know what happened 10, 15, 30 minutes ago. You can uh, look up drop the subject wherever you find your podcast or on radio.com. You can catch up on everything. We're in the middle of talking about tonight's debates. There are 10 people... Ten podiums seems like oh it seems like five too many, but there is uh, a debate tonight. For the t- first ten of the twenty Democratic uh, candidates will be speaking in front of lots of cameras and we are going through breaking it down politics for dummies style because I don't know who the hell's running and now we're getting into some of the people that a lot of others don't even know about, right?
3: Yeah, so some of the lesser known candidates that are going to really be trying to make their voices heard tonight, um, this is going to be make or break for them. So I actually expect that the people that we all know and are kind of familiar with are going to be what we would expect from them. But I think the most interesting thing is going to be the people who you don't know. So Jay Inslee is one of those people. Jay Inslee jumped into the race and he's the only candidate who is running on a single issue he's only what does that mean what does that mean a single issue yeah it means that he's only really focused on doing one thing as president oh
1: oh like literally one single issue exactly (laughs) okay So like, this he,
3: okay. He's running as a single issue candidate Which really to a lot of Politico, Says like really what you're doing is running For like a cabinet position uh, For whoever right. the whoever the, the president is going to be But he's running about climate change And it's a very important issue obviously um, And so uh, he's a native of Seattle He's 68 years old He's serving in his second term of, as governor of Washington uh, He represented his home state in Congress From 1993 to 1995 And again from 1999 to 2012 um, He wants to achieve 100% clean electricity with vehicles and buildings by 2030, which is a pretty what? difficult thing to do.
1: How are people, they, they feel like this is so, all of this is so idealistic. Well, I mean, you have to
3: go in with like a big plan because by the time you negotiate down, you're you're not going to be able to get everything that you want. So you got to go in guns blazing and then, you know, pull back and get 50 percent of what he
1: wants to go guns blazing on climate change. Exactly. He wants to
3: invest in clean energy um, and create eight million jobs with that, which is a really big deal, because realistically, you know, when we talk about moving away from the kinds of energy that we're using now, there's going to be exactly there's all kinds of jobs. And especially like with Donald Trump last year, and he was talking about coal miners in the last election which represent like a, a couple dozen thousand people so like it's not that many people that would be affected by cold mining jobs mm. um but this would create eight million different jobs okay. and he wants to f- fund a climate core program which would um, mobilize the public to act against climate change the other important thing about that 2030 date is that that is the the drop dead date that people have been talking about as far as like when we need to make some kind of change before um Before, you know, we are at a point of no return. Got it. Or dead, as some people might call it. Um, <laughs> Bill de Blasio. I'm in New York, as we've said. Um, again, shout out to our friends at Alt-92.3, uh, New York's new alternative for for hosting us here in, in New York. Um, he, Bill de Blasio is the mayor of New York. Bill de Blasio came in and was really popular when he was elected. But, like, that popularity fell off pretty quickly in New York City. Um, he's had, like, trouble with the ways that he's dealt with police. And he came in, you know, wanting to reform the police department and, and didn't really do that. And so people here in New York City have felt... Away about him, as Black folks might say, um, that mm. way not necessarily being a positive one. But he's fifty eight years old. He's in his second term as mayor. Um, he was born in Manhattan, and he previously served on the city's as the city's public advocate and on the city council. He has not really released proposals for what he wanted to do as a candidate. So he's been polling like below one percent, so uh, or like right around <laughs> one percent,
1: below one. That's yes, sad. he's been
3: like in the zero oh, dot something, even below the
1: guy who just wants to. Like make us all. What was the climate change one? Yeah, Yeah. even low climate change guy.
3: Well, I mean, Bill De Blasio jumped in most recently. He's like one of the last people that's jumped into the race, but like he hasn't really said anything like about what he wants to do. Um, I think he was kind of expecting his name ID to give him a little bit more cred, and like. You know, uh, spoiler right. alert, that hasn't happened. Okay. So um, he's calling we- for higher taxes um, on the rich. He wants to, his signature achievements here in New York City um, have been implementing universal pre K, which has been great, and expanding paid sick leave um, and raising the minimum wage, which are all things that are, are, you know, good for our presidential candidates to have done. But like, again, like, he's no one's really checking for him. Okay. Um, last person that we want to talk about before we go to break here is Julian Castro. He's the grandson of a Mexican immigrant and a son of a single mother. He's 44 years old. He served three terms as mayor of his hometown in San Antonio. So he's from Texas. Um, he was tapped by President Barack Obama to run um, housing. He was Obama's housing Ooh, secretary. Oh, get
1: points there.
3: Exactly. So he's he has a little bit of a profile. Most people don't know him, but people within like political communities definitely know who he is. He has a twin brother who also is in politics, which I think kind of um, confuses people a little bit. Um, but he wants to hmm. reclassify illegal entry into <laughs> yeah, the U.S.
1: Confusing.
3: A, it's a little confusing. It's a little oh, confusing. Oh, no, that guy. Um, yeah, but uh, he, he has like a lot of uh, focus on immigration. Again, coming from Texas, that's a, that's a thing that they have a special perspective on. Um, he wants to create a seamless continuum for education, starting with universal pre-K and expanding on an achievement he had in, in San Antonio, continuing with tuition-free public college, which would be great. Um, there's a lot of conversation about how we spend for college. So look out for Julian Castro to make a, a make some moves tonight. Also on that stage will be Tim Ryan. Um uh, and as we said, Cory Booker, Tulsi Gabbard will be there. Uh, Amy Klobuchar, who you'd know from from watching her campaign in the snow. Yeah, her snow also, her
1: snow speech. I'll never forget that. Yeah, it was a good speech. And then um, and John, then John Delaney, Delaney, who I get confused well. with John Mulaney.
3: Not exactly the, <laughs> the same. comedian.
1: I was like, oh, really? I want <laughs> exactly. to hear him take a stage. That sounds cool. And we'll, I'm like, we'll oh, a, never mind. It's just we'll an old dude.
3: We'll take a quick break. <laughs> we'll take a quick break when we come back we've got news that or lose it uh you're not going to miss that i've got the stories ali's got the votes and you get the news don't go anywhere we're coming right back
0: drop the subject we'll be right back drop the subject
1: why hello yes this is drop the subject on channel q the station where if your name is justin you're hired
3: It's ridiculous.
1: There was somebody who just came in to help us with some technical difficulties. We're having, obviously, just... uh, Jarrett Hill is in New York, and so we're... You know, there's some uh, complications sometimes involving that, that setup. But the guy left... And then Justin, our, our Ginger Justin, was like, bye, Justin. And I was like, okay, come on. This is now... got. I'm ready to start a change.org petition. This is too many Justins in one building. There's got to be at least six to eight Justins that I've met in this Entercom building. Is that it's your absurd. platform? It, that is my... Add me to the podium. You're okay? going to be a
3: single-issue candidate? I am
1: a single-issue candidate, and my single issue is there are too many damn people named Justin. <laughs> and... I propose that by 2030 there are half as many Justins.
3: Take a stand, Allie. <laughs> I believe in you.
1: I'm going to.
3: You don't have to take this.
1: I don't because Be it's not resistance. it's not fair. <laughs> it's not fair for me to have to discern who the the 18 different Justins in this building and then you're also Jared so you're a J name so I have to say it's me and Jared and Justin and the other Justin oh, don't and drag me Justin. Into and this sound lady. engineer Justin. All right.
2: <laughs> it's less names for you to learn. <laughs>
3: That's,
1: that's a, a that's, fair point. Well, then you don't have to sign my stupid petition, okay? <laughs> oh, I, I think that you, it, if you are the moderator, I'm screwed, because I have no answer for that. Yeah, that's a that's a fair point. Okay. That's a fair point. Are you okay <sighs> now? Yeah. I mean, do you if feel if, seen and heard? I, <laughs> I want to make a splash, Jarrett.
3: I, I can tell.
1: Okay. We a have splash to get, <laughs> has been made. <laughs> okay. we This is news it or lose it.
0: Drop The Subject Presents News It or Lose It
1: What you got, Jarrett?
3: Alright, so I just told Justin how many I just texted him what I think I'm going to get out of you How many of these are going to news So let's go for it All right. Number one What lesbian soccer star Ooh. Megan Rapinoe says She won't effing do upon winning the Women's World Cup
1: Yeah, 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 yeah Um I would like to talk about Megan Rapino and the U.S. women's soccer team. They, they're they definitely worth talking about, and I think that they don't get enough credit, so I'm going to news it.
3: Awesome. Okay. Number two, Hubble Space Telescope spots, quote, soccer balls in space.
1: Another soccer story. I know, right? Interesting. These are both so Les friendly. <laughs> um, I'll take the soccer story, sure. News okay. it. All right. Wait, uh, actual soccer. Okay. All right.
3: Well, I, I said, quote, soccer balls. Okay. So that's a whole different thing. Okay. Florida sheriff's deputy detained a turtle, but let him off with a warning.
1: Oh, that's cute. I'm going to lose it.
3: You're going to lose it. Okay. <laughs> it. Oh, that's cute. It's, lose it.
1: Yeah, that's cute, but I don't need more. I would like okay. to see the pictures, but not necessarily details. Story. Fair enough.
3: Okay. Sasha Baron Cohen said he trained with an FBI interrogator for his interview with OJ Simpson
1: uh what wait I he, know he had an interview oh damn it this is a news guy right Sasha Sacha Baron Cohen, Cohen he's, he's a comedian he is the comedian he he's is known Borat. For
3: Borat and all that kind of stuff he, he interviewed OJ called- Simpson I, I guess so that's what this headline says
1: <laughs> all right sure we can use that what the that hell sounds,
3: it sounds crazy like I was like oh this is okay sure why not all right last one dictionary.com word of the day uh mini moon I know what that is you
1: to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ke- Kevin went on one when he uh, went, uh, oh, no, no. They did a baby moon. They had a little baby honeymoon before the baby was born. And a mini moon is when you take a little baby honeymoon before your actual honeymoon. Katie and I went on a mini moon. It's just basically another excuse to go on a vacation. Are you sure? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. If we have time, maybe we'll get to that. So you're I'm, so- it. I'm soft-newsing it
3: soft news a soft news soft music. news it so we've got four ish stories Justin um, if you could come to the microphone how many did I say she would take four wow Boom. oh yeah
1: <laughs> who's
3: proud of me I am alright so we've got four stories lesbian soccer star Megan Rapino. we've got Hubble Space, t- space Telescope balls. spotting soccer balls start saying that eight times fast Sasha Baron Cohen interviewing OJ Simpson after training with an FBI interrogator and what is a mini moon it's a soft news it. all that's coming up next Don't <laughs> Drop the Subject in the next hour don't go anywhere you're listening to Channel Q on the new radio and radio.com
0: Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject.
1: I need you queer with me. Hello. This is Drop the Subject on the new Channel Q. Allie Johnson right over here and Jared Hill all the way across the coast in New York City and we just finished our headline selection for News It or Lose It, and now comes the time where I enjoy the fruits of my labor, which is deciding what I newsed and what I lost.
0: What you used.
1: I, what I used.
0: Drop the subject presents News It or Lose It. All right. So,
3: first of all, I knew this lesbian soccer star story would be a hit for you. So... Yes, um, but I... It, I, I knew this would be a news it for you. It was also kind of a political story. So I was like, oh, this is a perfect hybrid for the two of us.
1: Yeah. A lesbian making comments about politics is like, exactly. is like what fits in the Venn diagram between our two worlds.
3: <laughs> this story comes from HuffPost, written by Lydia O'Connor. The headline says U.S. soccer star Megan Rapino, quote, I'm not going to the effing White House uh, talking about if they win the, the World Cup. So she's basically saying like she doesn't think that they would even be invited to the White House because you know they're a bunch of lesbos. Um, and, and you know, I mean, not really, is that great, their team name? Right, bunch of lesbos is the name of the team. <laughs> Uh, She says, we're not going to be invited. I doubt it. Um, She went on and uh, basically saying, like, Trump tries to avoid inviting a team that might decline. Or like when he did with the NBA Golden State Warriors, he turned them down in 2017. He'll claim that he hadn't been that they hadn't been invited in the first place. Because you'll remember, there have been various teams or players who said, like, we're not going to the White House with that man.
1: Right. Um, And I think it must be a tough situation because on one hand, like, I think so many people are curious to see what the White House is like. You want to visit the White House. You want to see everything get the tour. I mean, it's exciting. And then, of course, he's there. So it makes it, it's like this horrible would you rather. You know, it's like, you can be rich for the rest of your life, but you have to eat toenails forever. And you're like, I don't want to decide. Or you just have to decide not to be rich.
3: So many people go to D.C. and they're excited to see the White House. But now it's like, "Eh, the White House is kind of,
1: it's, it's kind of gross now. Yeah, like it's, like it's, it,
3: it's not even an exciting place. Like, it, yeah, it, it definitely does not have the same appeal that it used to have, for sure.
1: No. Yeah. I mean, it, it's tainted. So, so you don't want to see something that's tainted.
3: So if and when the U.S. Uh, women's soccer national soccer team um, wins the, the World Cup, they will seemingly not be at the White House. So, well, from-
1: I, I thought that he had said something about I'm inviting you whether you win, win or lose. Is that true? I haven't heard that. I mean, it's
3: possible, but like he doesn't like the idea of being publicly rejected. So he'll just act like he never invited you in the first place.
1: Yeah, that's that's the that's the ego move, right? You're like, well, I didn't even want I break up with you first.
3: Exactly. And it's like, but we weren't even dating. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Um, so from one soccer story to another, uh-huh. the Hubble Space Telescope, again, the story is coming from CNN, uh, written by Ashley Strickland. It says the Hubble Space Telescope has identified soccer ball shaped molecules amid the gas and dust that fills the space beyond our solar system and between other stars, um, star systems. It, the space is known as the interstellar medium or ISM, and Hubble is exposing some of the mysteriously electrically, mysterious, electrically charged molecules within it. This is not as soccer a story as you thought it was going to be, is it?
1: No, 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 no. But they're exposing giant soccer balls of gas, which is (laughs) important. You know, I think a lot of people are being exposed in this world that we're living in for, you know, shady operations and NASA's just like exposing balls of gas and going, see?
3: Yeah. um, But I think
1: that uh, they should start, I mean, we could hybridize these two stories. I think that more sports should take place in space. Up the ante. Well, I
3: mean, maybe we should send the president into space.
1: (laughs) You want to visit the White House? Only if he goes to space. Only if he goes
3: to space, In a Tesla. Um, It says the soccer ball shape of the molecule is due to the arrangement of carbon atoms and all this different stuff. I, I, I just really knew you would like this story because of the headline. But like <laughs> the story itself, it's like oh, we're talking about atoms and molecules.
1: Yeah, soccer balls in space was such a clickbait headline. Damn yep, you, gotcha. CNN! I gotcha.
3: Okay, so this story I love. Sasha Baron Cohen says he trained with the FBI um, for interviewing O.J. Simpson. This story is hilarious. So you know, remember he has that show on Showtime called Who Is America, and he would go around and basically oh, right. he would kind of uh, he would trick people into like doing things that they wouldn't ordinarily do. The video that went viral from the show was. He got um, uh, an elected official to, like, pull his pants down and, like, show his butt and wave it to the camera <laughs> all under the guise of, like, fighting terrorism or something. I and he just, looked Can he crazy. run for
1: office? I mean, cat, I what? mean can you think of brilliant. a better politician who can make people do stuff like that? He can it's, get stuff done.
3: So funny! Like I haven't watched like the whole show. I've just watched a bunch of the clips because they're hysterical. He goes like into a full character, Sasha Baron Cohen, like completely transforms into these people. And so, what's hilarious about this is he went and got an FBI interrogator because he was doing like a hidden camera interview with Sacha, with uh, OJ Simpson. And he's like, you know, if it was ever going to be a situation where I was going to get him to admit it, it'd be in a hotel room where he thinks like he's not on camera. Um, so he says, he trained quote I trained with supposedly the greatest FBI interrogator. In and eventually, he goes, who's this for? And I told him it was for OJ. And he's like, that's going to be a tough one. Huh. In the interview, um, Sacha Baron Cohen says, <laughs> he says to OJ in the interview, um, like, oh, I, sometimes I hate my wife. I just want to totally kill her. And it's like,
1: oh, my <laughs> what God. What did he say?
3: It, like, I mean, OJ oh, Simpson, like, didn't. he yes. didn't take the bait, obviously. But, like, just the idea of training with an FBI interrogator to try
1: and get a confession out of OJ. <laughs> That's pretty brilliant. Pretty ballsy, yeah. It was the juice versus the mustache. But can't you not? You, you can't just do like candid camera with OJ. Isn't that against the law? Well, I mean,
3: they're they're able to like do this in different ways. Like when you get different things signed. Like I remember working on a hidden camera show where the people signed up for the show, but they didn't really realize that they were signing up to be filmed even through the casting process and so like there's different ways to get people to be able to legally be on camera huh. um without them knowing it necessarily okay in so
1: you're scamming people
3: basically you're scamming people that's that's <laughs> we basically should, we the... should
1: do hidden microphones in the building
3: oh we do have them <laughs> we have them in the women's this bathroom. is actually
1: a hidden microphone
3: <laughs> exactly, exactly exactly okay and then lastly um mini moon you said you think it was what
1: I think it's when you go on a mini honeymoon before your actual honeymoon like when Katie and I were about to get married uh, I have my my comedian friend Brad Williams did this too before he got married they took like a little week like a long weekend vacation to just kind of relax and have a little mini honeymoon before the actual wedding then they went on like a bigger honeymoon later on it's just basically an excuse to I mean Katie was like we have to do a mini moon and I was like what we're spending all this money on a wedding and then also on a honeymoon but now I have to spend money on a tiny mini moon It was crazy. It seemed like a marketing scam.
3: So we've done like five of these, maybe. You've gotten four of them wrong, and now it's five that you've right.
1: What? Off.
3: I'm kidding. You're actually, I'm kidding. You're actually right about <laughs> <Okay>. this
1: one. <laughs> I was like, no way. You've got what to else get, it? get it. I was like, then it's those soccer balls of gas. That's the only <laughs> exactly, thing I can think yeah. of.
3: So a mini moon is a noun. It's a short, usually inexpensive honeymoon, often followed by a longer honeymoon later on. So good yeah. job. Mm-hmm.
1: And then, then they have be be the proud. baby moons. They have everything moon now. They I, have post moons.
3: I immediately thought of you when I saw this one, because I was like, you just recently got married. Mm-hmm. You would probably be... You, you'd probably be aware on this one so oh
1: we need to do an anniversary moon too on our wedding anniversary we have to go on another vacation it's so, like I'm broke getting married I don't know how I did this I have to get divorced so I can get her money
3: me. I'm I'm completely exhausted after the idea of that <laughs> like completely yeah. alright okay coming up we've got a few more of the political headlines the house just approved something for four and a half billion dollars it was an emergency and two subpoenas have gone out and I just love the word subpoenas um <laughs>
1: I think we all are in agreement on that.
3: Subpoenas. Um, all those things are coming up Subhanas. next. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Drop the Subject with Jarrett and Allie on the new Channel Q on your radio and radio.com.
0: Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Drop the Subject.
1: Okay. Drop the Subject on the new Channel Q. Allie Johnson, Jarrett Hill, and we are reprising something that we did earlier in the show of course like a reprise a reboot of sorts we were talking about this earlier when a reboot comes too soon. I guess that's kind of what's happening now, right? We did we did the GMA in uh, I think a couple hours ago, but it was, like it was seven hours ago? Wasn't it? it was seventeen hours ago. Yeah, yeah. We did it uh, I, I did it with Justin Martindale. We kind of we kind of got some point of view from you as well when when we did a little crosstalk, but we figured, hey, this is worth a revisit. You had a question for me that you wanted to ask, so why don't we get into it? This is the reprisal of the GMA. <laughs>
3: This is very uh, broadway to have like a reprise come up like at the end of the show.
1: Yeah, it's the revival.
3: Exactly, exactly, exactly. Okay, so my game question for you, I thought about this yesterday and I was like, oh, I have to ask Ali about this. I'm curious if open relationships are as common with lesbians as they are with gay men. Nope. Really?
1: (laughs) Us us lesbians are very monogamous we're very domestic we like to settle down with a couple of pit bulls and a nice lady and cuddle up on the couch and watch the l word and then talk about how the l word is all we have to hang on to and why isn't there a better show out there so
3: this started because i because like you've joked and like talked about like the possibility of threesomes in your relationship and then i because like the initial question for me was going to be is cheating a deal breaker For you and your wife, like, because I know some relationships, they say cheating is a deal breaker. Some people say it isn't. And that's where that started for me. And I was like, oh, I wonder, like, how monogamous lesbians tend to be compared to gay guys.
1: Yeah, I didn't know. Wow. I didn't know there were people out there who don't consider cheating to be a deal breaker. Oh, no, (laughs) there are
3: plenty of people who feel like, like, if you have sex with someone else, like, that's not the biggest deal in the world.
1: Well, okay. We talked about this a little bit yesterday with Travelle. I think the difference between cheating... And polyamory is the lying. When you're cheating on somebody, I feel like there's lying and being insinuated. And I I absolutely I believe that a really a, a functional relationship can not exist without trust and honesty. So if you're cheating, that trust is broken and the relationship is broken and cannot be mended. Now, adding a third person that we both agree on to enter into the relationship for one night or maybe two. That's honest and transparent and that can only help things as long as you're in agreement
3: agreed like I don't believe that an open relationship is cheating I hate when I hear people say like oh but you're just gonna let your partner cheat on you I'm like no no, literally it's within the rules yes not cheating it's in the document
1: Um, you both signed but I doc you signed it
3: (laughs) and and you emailed it back in PDF form (laughs) Um, but I've also heard people say like if my partner like cheated on me it's not like the end of the world it's not like it's not an agreement that we have but like I'm not it's not the end of the world. I for don't
1: me. love you cheating on me, but I'll deal with it.
3: Yeah. I mean it's a it was an interesting thing that I've heard people say, and I don't know how I feel about it. Like, I'm not I Have, don't know that I need monogamy in a relationship. And so like I kind of get that. But then I also think to myself, like, I think this is far more a gay men's thing than it is like a lesbian thing.
1: I mean I I know several men or I know several people that are in open relationships one of them is a woman she is she identifies as bisexual she is in a marriage with uh, somebody she's in a marriage with a man but then dates women I know another man who is in a marriage with another man but they have an open relationship and my male friend dates only women so I guess the people that I know that are in open relationships are pansexual or bisexual and of that, of that identity. I don't know any lesbians who are in, who are in open relationships. All the lesbians I know are in like long term, settled down monogamous relationships. I
3: never hear those scenarios where... The, it's a man and a woman together, and the woman can sleep with women, but the man can also sleep with men. Like I never hear that combination
1: if that's you, please call us eight three three seven seven call q. If you have like a relationship setup that like you've never met anybody who has that and you are very, very happy in your current setup. I really want to talk about that because that's yeah. an interesting one.
3: I feel like I feel like women get a lot more leeway with with like the monogamish kind of thing um, that wh- where they can play with other women th- other people of the same sex a lot more than men do
1: huh yeah, yeah. interesting all well- right there's that. Thank you.
3: Yeah. So, coming up, we're going to jump into uh, a few more subpoenas. of the political stories of the day. Subpoenas, subpoenas, subpoenas. Uh, <laughs> Justin is like, oh, I want to hit the button. Yeah. Uh, all, all those stories uh, about uh, Kellyanne Conway, Robert Mueller, and um, one of the stories about migrants being sent back to Texas is a really ugly story. So, all those things are coming up. Don't go anywhere.
0: Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The subject.
1: Drop the subject on the new channel Q. I'm Allie Johnson and Jarrett Hill is here. We are both queer and we are on the radio live and in person. Of course, the way my outfit is today, it's probably good that you can't see me.
3: Oh no, what are you wearing, Allie?
1: Uh, I'm wearing a cat shirt.
3: A cat shirt?
1: It's a yeah, it's a it's a black tank top with different kitties on it.
3: Are you also wearing like underwear that's a lesbian?
1: <laughs> no, I'm actually wearing sexy black underwear, I have to say. I'm oh. gonna be honest. Oh. Yeah, I have like one pair and it's the only clean pair, so I was I'm wearing gonna say was it laundry underwear. day? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so all of my uh, <laughs> all of my lesbian underwear is, is in the wash. Pause. What are lesbian underwear? Are they like boy shorts? Uh no. Well my my wife wears boy shorts actually, but I just wear regular regular old full blooded underwear.
3: Full butted underwear—is yeah. that like granny? Well, I mean, what we would call tighty whities.
1: Uh, I mean, no, they've got like a little thin strap on the side, but they've got they got definitely cover the entirety of my butt. Okay. Yeah, and and they just—I mean, I have like, I don't know—they're just like Target brand <laughs> whatever panties that have like stripes on them, or sometimes I still have those old underwear from like uh, Victoria's Secret that still say like University of Pink on it. Oh Lord! Yeah, and it's it's not cute. Katie okay. tells me to throw them away.
3: <laughs> but you, nevertheless, you persist. I did.
1: I persisted. I persist on the things that matter, Jared.
3: Well, I I just I just asserted a political pun in there for anyone that caught that. Um, so we're gonna jump <laughs> into we're gonna jump from Allie's draws to Congress. Okay. Let's uh, let's take in a hard left turn.
1: All right. <laughs> uh, not necessarily. My underwear well, can get pretty political. <laughs> They definitely right. have their well, opinions.
3: Well, last night, uh, the House passed a $4.5 billion emergency border aid plan. So, uh, last night, we told you that the... Um the uh, interim, the acting director of uh, Border Control and um, had had resigned and he was going to be leaving his position. And um, that was coming amid like so many stories of, uh, you know, of the inhumane conditions in which people are being uh, detained down in uh, down near the border. And so the House has passed this $4.5 billion dollar emergency border aid plan. This comes from NPR and Scott Newman. It says the House Democratic leadership pushed through four and a half billion dollars um, on late, late Tuesday to help thousands of migrants packed into overcrowded facilities at the U.S.-Mexico border. But it's unlikely to get a hearing in the Republican-controlled Senate. The measure passed by two, 230 to 195 vote, um, mostly along party lines, with House Speaker Nancy Pelosi tamping down a last-minute revolt by members of her party's Progressive Caucus who had sought, among other things, to ban private shelter contractors who failed to provide a basic level of food, hygiene, and medical care to migrants under their care part of what has been really frustrating about these stories is like they said they weren't doing this anymore and then we're also learning that people uh, that they're holding like three times the amount of migrants um that are supposed to be in these spaces like it's only this place is only built to hold like 30 people and there's 100 in it um they're not giving them toothpaste or food that's um, worthy of being eaten right exactly and so uh you know Congress is trying to, well, at least the House is trying to do something, but the Senate has been remarkably lazy doing, well, I wouldn't even say lazy because it's more active than that. Um, They've been actively not bringing things to vote. So we'll see if it goes anywhere, but the expectation is pretty low. Well,
1: and then I also heard that Wayfair, a bunch of the employees are upset and staging a walkout because Wayfair is providing furniture to some of these detention facilities, right?
3: Yeah, I, I only heard a little bit about that. But um, yeah, I mean, everyone is kind of getting up in arms about this because it's so inhumane. Right. And so anyone that's supporting it, I remember back before there were airlines that were flying different migrants to different places. And people were starting to say they would start boycotting these airlines. And the airlines said that they wouldn't fly um, the the immigrants like to different places to put them into these difficult deten- um, det- detention centers. So um, definitely any company that's connected to it runs the risk of getting in trouble for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's way unfair. Yes, uh, this story comes from The New York Times. Robert Mueller is going to be testifying in public um, in front of Congress. Uh, Nicholas Fandos writes the story, says Robert Mueller, the former special counsel, has agreed to testify in public before Congress next month about his investigation into Russia's election interference and possible obstruction of justice by President Trump.
1: Uh, How the tables have turned.
3: Yes. House Democrats announced that last night, um, coming nearly three months after the release of the Mueller report two back-to-back hearings um, are going to happen on July 17th. So that's going to be a pretty big deal. Um, we were saying subpoena, subpoena, subpoenas because yesterday the other subpoena was Kellyanne Conway. Um, she has been accused of violating the Hatch Act, which is basically saying um, government officials can't... <laughs> Don't in- hatch oh, into
1: an evil monster.
3: <laughs> well, I, I think that already happened three years ago. But, um, but she has been accused of uh, violating the Hatch Act, which basically means government officials cannot endorse political candidates. The government cannot... Um, Official. All right, we talked about that. Yeah, yeah. And now she's going to have to come testify before Congress about it. And we'll see if she actually does. Oh,
1: we have to hear her talk? That's not fun. We don't have to. I guess we don't have to. We can always change the (laughs) channel. And she would be held in contempt, too, if she doesn't respond to this, right?
3: Maybe. We'll see, because that's another gray area. So we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we've got more. You're listening to Drop the Subject with Jaron Alley on the new channel Q on your radio and radio.com.
0: Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject.
1: Ah, Drop the Subject on the new Channel Q with Allie Johnson, Jared Hill, Ginger Justin is back there making sure this all happens smoothly. And it has been relatively smooth. Thank you for joining us. And if you missed anything, please just look at the podcast that's available for you at Drop the Subject. If you just search wherever you find your podcasts or on radio.com, you can always listen to it. And we will be back for a new set of live shows tomorrow and uh, and then possibly Friday if we don't get fired. So that's exciting. If um, we don't
3: get fired. Really, really important caveat. Yep.
1: I always want to keep that in the back of the old <laughs> noggin there. We will be covering everything that unfolded during the debates. We will be talking about, I know we didn't get to this today earlier with Justin Martindale, but uh, who will be back tomorrow. We're going to be talking about queer baiting in television. Does that happen? Do we take the bait? Does it really matter? All of that. And then we also have gay, gay, cray, cray to get to. Uh, and Sleeping. This is something that we wanted to talk about now because you have been jet lagged and I'm always fascinated to talk about what helps people sleep because I'm not a great sleeper. Yeah. Uh, Have you been, how many days did it take for you to get used to your current schedule?
3: Well, so what's been interesting to me is that my body usually adjusts immediately and like then after a week or so, it like it's like okay, wait, what are we doing? Because I will still wake up like at seven a.m. I'll wake up on the East Coast at seven a.m. and my body will just like be ready to roll. But now like the the, the extended amount of time, I'm like now I'm kind of lagging in the afternoons and this morning I woke up at like four or something in the morning, um and and couldn't go back to sleep and then I crashed again. So. I saw this story and I thought it was interesting. It says Fitbit tracked six billion nights of sleep from its users and found one simple change in your routine can help you snooze better. Can you guess what it is? I can give you a hint. It's not ambient.
1: Oh, I was going to say Ambien. <laughs> uh, is it watching the political debates on TV?
3: <laughs> That's not it either.
1: <laughs> um, is it,
3: let's see... There's one thing that you can do that will help you sleep better and, and you know, get more from your sleep. I bet it's going it. to
1: be something stupid like wearing socks.
3: Do you think that's what it is?
1: Well, that, that's something that people say is that if you put socks on, then you can, like you, or regulating the, the temperature of your feet will help you get a better night's sleep because a lot of times when they're tossing and turning people, it's because they are too hot or too cold. Spoiler alert, Fitbit would not be able to track that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Don't you tell me what Fitbit sock.
1: can do. It's going to be something stupid like going to bed earlier. Is that what no, it is? No, it
3: says go to bed at the same time every night. Ah. According to an analysis of sleep habits of Fitbit users, um, in, in March they did this sleep tracking, uh, sleep data from customers wearing the company's wristbands at night and compiled information on six billion nights of sleep. The data is anonymous and is, is looked at you know, in kind of in aggregate, but it found that consistency was key. It says if your bedtime varies by two hours over Over the week, you'll average um, a half hour of sleep a night less than someone whose bedtime varies by only 30 minutes. So if you um, are staying up late on weekends and then jumping in bed early on Sunday nights, you know, you kind of mess up your sleep schedule. But if you sleep every night at the same time. You do better.
1: See, this is why what we were talking about: bars closing earlier. Everything should be closed by eleven o'clock. That'll mean everybody's <laughs> going to go to bed by midnight, even on the weekends. We'll have that more no regulated one has any sleep. Options. Nope, no. no one has any options. It's just midnight <laughs> everywhere. That's it. Done.
3: Well, that's that. I guess Ali is the the new dictator of time. Um, <laughs> in this authoritarian society, everyone's going to bed at eleven.
1: I have that little ring. What is that Wrinkled in Time thing?
3: Oh, I don't know. I don't I thought know that was either. A I never reference.
1: saw that movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have this ring. Ha ha. Okay. Uh, thank you for checking out the show. Of course, you can catch up on everything you missed. Like I said, it dropped the subject on podcast, and we will be back tomorrow. Jarrett, I will see you tomorrow.
3: Yes. And I want to say thank you again to the folks at Alt 92.3, New York's new alternative for hosting me here in, in New York City. Uh, World Pride is coming up this weekend for those of you in the city or that are coming to it. So look forward to seeing everyone there. Allie, I'll see you tomorrow. Everybody have a great day and we'll see you next time.
0: Bye bye. Drop the subject. Welcome to the Drop the Subject Debates. Candidates, you have five seconds to pitch your topics for the next show. Jarrett, you have the floor. I only have five seconds to talk about
3: the first presidential debates? This is historic. What are you even... Time. Um, excuse me. Allie, you now have the floor.
1: Wait, so if he only gets five seconds, how many seconds do I get? Do I get more seconds because I'm a woman?
3: Time. Wait,
0: what the hell? This isn't fair. I hold you in contempt.
3: That's not how that works, Allie. Objection. Oh, God. Democracy is dead.
0: Drop the Subject. Weekdays. 12 to 2 Pacific, 3 to 5 Eastern, on the new Channel Q.